So I had a guy in Fayetteville last weekend tell me that he jerks off to the podcast. So if you're listening, buddy, hope you're having a good day. <laughs> what a weird thing to tell somebody, but I'm glad he did, man. It's fun. How are we doing today, y'all? Welcome to Talks with Taboo. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really glad y'all are here, man. I really do appreciate everybody who has been listening. I've been doing a lot more traveling, and you know I've been having a lot of people come up to me and talk about the show. And it really means a lot. I really do enjoy doing this, so I really appreciate everybody out there who's been listening, sharing, um, and it just means a lot, dude. It means a lot. I've been doing a lot of traveling, meeting a lot of people, you know, experiencing new things, making new friends. I've made a lot of new friends, and um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm going to do a solo episode here in a couple of weeks and kind of talk about some of those experiences and uh, some of those times. Uh, I'm excited to share all that with you. But we're not doing that this week because we have a really fucking fun episode, man. Really great guest. But before I introduce this guest, I just got to tell you all about some upcoming dates I have. I'll be on the road, some shows. Sunday, May the 30th, I will be at Sunset Music Festival in Tampa. I will be premiering a lot of new music, a bunch of new tracks. I actually have some special guests coming up to, some, to perform some new tracks with me. It's going to be fucking awesome. I play at 4.30 on Sunday, so if you're there, come fucking see me, man. I'm... Throwing it all, I'm putting it all on the line, dude. Putting it all out there. And then Wednesday, June the second, we are kicking off the Hell Yeah Party Weekend, uh, and I'll be starting that in San Francisco at the Midway. Following the next day, June the third, Thursday, I will be at the Boulder Theater. Following Friday, June the fourth, I will be at Fort Collins at the Aggie Theater. Y'all go get your tickets, man. I'm excited to make that happen. I'm excited that we can all do that together. I believe some of the Colorado shows, uh, those two Colorado shows, I think the uh, socially distanced uh, precautions rules are getting lifted. So that's going to be cool. So we can have a beer together, hang out, let's party. I'm excited to be there. So y'all, please come say what's up, man. I love I love meeting everybody. I love getting to say hey with everybody, man. Don't be weird about coming up to me, man. I, I really do enjoy that shit. And also, uh, Tuesday, June the 1st, I have a new, some, new song coming out on Wakan called Times 2 featuring Kevin Flum. It's fucking awesome. One of the best tracks I've ever made in my life. And it might be your favorite track you've ever fucking heard. Who knows, man? You gotta go find out for yourself. And uh, if you listen to the Stuff Me Volume 2 mix, you got a little bit, you got a little taste of it, dude. You got a little appetizer, but you need to go taste the whole fucking thing because the track is fucking tasty and I think y'all are gonna like it. But my guest this week is one of my good friends. Somebody who's been killing it right now in the music game and on the Twitter game, dude. Man, motherfucker's on Twitter all the time. If you're on Twitter, then you've probably seen this guy because he's always on that app. Makes a lot of really dope music. He actually got to come in the studio and do a face-to-face -face podcast with me, which was fantastic. So much fun, man. I miss doing these face-to-face. -face and, uh, you know, they don't get to happen often because people's schedules are busy, but I'm glad we're able to make it happen today. He just had a new single drop on Wakan called Refraction. I'm going to let this episode get going because it's a fun one and it's a long one. I hope you all enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Maz.
All right, so is it weird that, like, I don't like it whenever, like, ginger people handle my food? I mean, it's 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 definitely understandable. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, you know, I actually, on Panama City Spring Break one year, I walked into a subway, and the Gingers Have Souls guy was sitting there. Got a picture with him. I don't even know who that is, but, dude, but I just feel like they have, like, natural peppers on their skin. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to develop freckles. Yeah. Right after. Or, or I'm just going to taste them, and I don't want to taste them. Fuck it. Yeah, dude. How you doing today? Yeah, you've never had a PBR. I have not, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm like estimating what it's gonna taste like, and I'm thinking. So like, let me let me put this away. Okay. Let me let me tell you something real quick. So it's like imagine, imagine like a winning a war, like in a country winning a war, and we're gonna say America winning a war. Okay, the feeling that you have of victory, hard work, dedication, and the payoff, mm-hmm. pretty much into a liquid to. Kind of bring you back home. Say you're halfway across seas and you just need a little bit of taste of home, remind you of the history, and it brings you closer to all the history we've had and the people who suffered for everything. I'd, I'd like to say that's pretty much Pat's Boot Ruben. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, I man. mean, when you're around me, you're always being recorded. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Young young, uh, young NSA over here. <laughs> yeah, dude. For sure. All right. Um, hmm. Give it a twirl, girl. He's like looking at where to like fucking stab it at the bottom. <laughs> oof. Oof. Um... I'm thinking, I can't, uh, are these good for shotgunning? They're fantastic for shotgunning. Oh, man. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. Kind of like a bush head. Oh, yeah, cheers. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah, the- no, New Orleans is definitely my favorite city. I mean, I'm like kind of blood family from here. Um, We used to have a camp down in Venice. Uh, I grew up fishing oh, up here. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm yeah. actually going on a uh, tuna charter out in venice this summer okay yeah. yeah yeah like i said we had a camp down there it it was leveled um we used to fish speckle trout redfish i'd fuck around and catch fucking um uh stingrays randomly and fucking catfish and shit but uh, my dad would be like what the fuck are you doing but uh but yeah um and then uh like i said katrina hit all that ended ironically um when katrina hit uh um my neighbor's nephew um, they're from St. Bernard Parish. They moved up and went to elementary school uh, where I lived at in, in Alabama. Yeah. And um, he's actually going to come to Republic tonight. So I haven't seen him since fifth grade. Damn, that's crazy, man. It's cool. Like, it is cool that whenever you can, like, run into people that you haven't seen since, like, you know, fucking. I was talking to a buddy of mine today, actually. Uh, we were on the phone with my old buddy Patar. Uh, we were damn good friends in middle school. And he was at a bar. And the him and the bartender just got to talking. About dubstep, mm-hmm. and then my buddy Pat Tar was, was like, "You know Taboo?" He's like, "Yeah, I saw him at LBW, man. I've seen him uh, twice." And so he called me, and I was like, "Man, that's so cool." It's like you know, the music brings you back to people that you haven't talked to in a while. I always think that's cool. Yeah, um, and it's just weird how a lot of that stuff comes full circle out of nowhere in like places that you wouldn't expect it. Like sometimes you'll be at like a bar in like some random place, and they'll know someone from here, and you're like, "What the fuck?" We're okay, internet. Mm-hmm. You know what's really crazy about like the full circle thing with with like the music industry, and I'm sure you've experienced a, this a lot in the last like year or two, is like being, you know, starting to get into it and being like a super fan of somebody, mm-hmm. and then just being you know now friends with them. Yeah, that's that's really weird too. Um, I don't know. I kind of learned very fast. I never really had to have the talk. But I learned very fast to just be very nonchalant about things like that. Even though they can't, you can be starstruck. 
you kind of have to like not be a fucking fan. I don't know. It's weird, but it is definitely weird to like work with people. Like, I I had a moment when um I was at Imagine Festival watching Liquid Stranger play and on like that this huge stage and I was like I literally just watched this dude go from like fucking like tiny bars to this and it was like I was like damn and now just like working with him it's like what the fuck is going on yeah yeah I know um I don't pretty I don't get too much starstruck anymore I think the last time for me was Grizz because he's like literally my favorite producer yeah and I think after that I think I can handle it. I feel like here. he's got like an aura around him, like you know what I'm saying, like like that ring light, like that's Grizz walking in the room. Yeah, I I don't know. His might be like, yeah, it'd be like funky, and then it like it'd have that ring on it, but it'd also have a rainbow on top of it, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just just every everything's lit up when he comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like whenever I play Bonnery this year, if like if I'm in the same like. 30 square yards as Megan the Stallion, I'm going to fucking faint. Yeah. But, you know. Dude. We'll see. She got a fat ass. <laughs> she got a fat ass, boy. She, she is the Rolls Royce of humans. Yeah, I think so, dude. I'm, I don't know, man. I think Nick Nikki Heaton, I think. I, I drink that lady's bath water, bro. I ain't going to lie. Whew. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it's just, just Meg has bars, bro. Like, like her freestyles, I, dude, I just study them. Yeah, they. she makes me feel like a bad bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> in, 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 when you around insecure dudes that can't listen to Meg, I'm like, you gotta go, bro. Yeah, dude. Bonnery should be a lot of fun for you, man. Yeah, it was my first festival. Really? Yeah. That's killer, man. So, full circle. But it's weird because I never thought that, like, music would be what I would do. Like, I, I can remember moments of, like, being in the shower and, like, listening to some songs on my Bluetooth speaker and be like, man, it would be cool to be a DJ and play, this, play music like this. But, um... I always want to be a fucking race car driver. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, super in cars like NASCAR. Yeah, like, wh- well, not NASCAR, but well, actually, well, I was in the NASCAR when I was a kid. But um, the thing about race cars is like fucking like you have to have a billion jillion dollars to get into it. It's like mm. you have to have money to get into it and know people as well. Right. Well, just to have money mainly because like if you got the money, you can just establish the team, pay the dues, and at least you're on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not really like music where nepotism is like the biggest thing. You know? I don't even know what nepotism means. It just means like you have to know people to get into something. Got you. Yeah, it does help to know people in the in music. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that was one thing my dad taught me when I was young. Is it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And I was like, yeah, damn. The older I get, I'm like, fuck. My my dad had said the same fucking thing, dude. And it's and it, it mean, but also at the same time, if you're doing the cool shit. The people will come. Yeah. 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 That's something I'm learning as I get older is like, is like, like when you, when you, when you, when you do cool shit, like, like you said, people show up and like people are attracted to that and people are attracted to realness and like just genuine shit, man. Like if you put on a front, like, and if you like, like they, they say fake it till you make it. And sometimes I get that feeling where like, I remember when I first started doing shows, I would walk up on stage and I'd be like, shit, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I'm going to act like I know what I'm supposed to do. Yep. And like, that's one thing. But like, you know, there's a lot of like people who just kind of put on a facade and like, they don't last. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, dude. I've been stumbling through life, dude. So, you know, I'm just been figuring it out dude. as I, I go, man. Dude, I, dude, I'm really good at making it look like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm good at just like, you know, making the situation serious, not serious. I guess, you know what I mean? Just like. Hey, let's make it. I like go to the extreme really quick. That way, we're like, okay, cool. Now that we're here, mm-hmm. that's where we're gonna stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Like, I'm the type of person, like, if I fuck up, like, I'm just going to make everyone laugh. Yeah. That's that's my escape method. Dude, that's what I do, like, on stage. Like, there was, a, there was one time in particular. Like, usually if I fuck up on music, like, live, I'll play it off like I was telling a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'll stop it. But there was just one time where it was just, like, the most fluid fucking motion of fucking up and grabbing the mic and just, like instantly getting into like a joke <laughs> i remember i was i was, it was on the double vision tour and neil lucid was just like dude one, that was one of the dopest saves because it was literally like one of like the smoothest thing i don't know what do you do when you fuck up dude um well i want to start having an air horn on like the far right cdj and just start blaring an air horn if i fuck up boo, 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 boo. like because that's how strip club djs do it so like you know I feel, like, I feel like that's a great way to get out of some crazy shit. I DJed at a strip club once. I did it one time. That was my first time going to a strip club. I'm, I I'm not a fan of strip clubs. Oh, I am, dude. I fucking... <laughs> shout out all the strippers out there, dude. I, I love strippers. Man, I love but, them strippers. But I, I just... I mean... Okay, strip club food slaps. Dude, isn't it weird how hard the strip club food slaps? It doesn't make any sense, but you go in there, you get some fucking lemon pepper wings, and you're like, where the fuck did you come from? Wait, hold, let me ask you this. Are you going to any of the daytime strip clubs? Because that's the one whenever you're, it's like, that's when it gets a little bit uh, questiony. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Whenever you're going to the strip club for lunch, you know, on on your break. Like, no, never, yeah. never done that. I ain't either, man. I'm just saying, but I, I, I have family members who have, so I'm not going to say which ones, but yeah. That's got to feel like being at Club Space in Miami at 10 a.m. You're just like, I'm here, but why? <laughs> Dude, I remember my fucking dad, uh, he had got me. So in Jackson, Mississippi, the strip clubs are 21 plus. Here in New Orleans, 18 plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I was 18 years old. My dad w- lived in freaking Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, not Fayetteville, Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Um, and he just texted me one night. He's like, what are you doing? And I was just like, told him what I was doing. He's like, "Word, I'm up at Danny's, which is the strip club in Jackson." I was like, "What the fuck, Dad? You're you're just here in Jackson at the strip club, and you don't hit me up." He's like, "Well, I just did." I'm like, "Well, fuck." And he's like, "Come on here," and I'm like, "I can't get in there." And he's like, "Oh, I know people." Uh oh. <laughs> and sure enough, everyone in that motherfucker knew him, dude. Hell yeah, <laughs> VIP. Yeah, dude. It was uh, it was fun. I actually, ran into a lady who I uh knew throughout. Uh, elementary school and middle school hadn't seen her again, but she was working up there. Okay, okay. Yeah. Y'all, y'all reflect on history class. Uh, no, but I did get a lap dance from her. Okay, big. Yeah, big. All right. Well, it's like you know, it's it's always I like, you know, support your friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but always. also like I trust her. You know, and, and and we were having a conversation while she was giving a lap dance. So. Oh, that's that's okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had my I had my first lap dance, and I was like, this is cool. I mean, I, I, I see the appeal. Not not my not my lane, but I see the appeal. Hell yeah! If I if I was married and like, and I needed like like there was like a there was like a box and it's like don't go in the box but stay outside the box and you're good. I feel like the lap dance would be it. You know, be in the box. No, you're like outside of the box. The box is like divorce and like divorce worthy shit. And Got like, you. Just gonna lap dance. You know, it's just a lap dance. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just. I like that too, and it also depends on what well, you know what rules have been laid out for you know yeah you know what i'm saying i remember my first lap dance dude is actually here in new orleans me and my brother had came down here for 311 day uh you know the band 311 yeah so they march the 11th they play at the smoothie king center and they played like a six hour set dude my brother and his friends are like the biggest 311 fans i'd ever met they knew every every single song they were getting more and more hype but anyway i had just turned 18 so we went down uh downtown on bourbon street after 
And we went and got, they all paid for me to get a lap dance. And I'm just like, you know, young, a little nervous and shit. I'm wearing like a Tata t-shirt. I stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Anyway, dude, they take me back into the room and the stripper starts doing blow. Okay. And then this other stripper walks by and she was like, ooh, can I get a bump? She's like, only if you give me a, give a dance uh, to this kid with me. Okay. And so they just start doing blow and then giving me lap dances. I was like, okay, this is adulthood. You're in a Rick Ross music video. I was like, I am an adult now. <laughs> okay. That's fire. Yeah. So, and it was a sketchy establishment though. Um, but I have been back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I never went to the strip clubs on, on Grand Theft Auto, believe it or not. I went once and I was like, I don't know. Then you have like kids that you play with and they just like stay in there and you're like, what are you, what are you doing in there? Hey man, fucking that game does rub off on you until real life. I mean, a little bit. Well, me, I stay in Los Santos Customs. Mm. I'd be just putting rims on shit. Okay. So, okay. So, it, you know, if I was a if I was a multimillionaire, that's that's what I would be doing, <laughs> putting rims on shit. That that so like yeah, you said you wanted to be a race car driver. Mm-hmm. With with is that like is that still a hobby for you or like and if you did have a lot of money, would that be the hobby? Is like cool cars and shit like that yeah i mean i would i would like to when i'm more financially established get like another corvette i used to have a corvette a couple years ago um and but like what i did was that it was kind of like the stepping stone to this music stuff because like i like my whole life i wanted one and i finally bought one but my car payment was like fucking like 80 80 or 90 percent of my monthly income oh shit yeah yeah it was really stupid but i realized (laughs) a material possessions are stupid and they'll never make you happy and b the car scene is like you think the edm scene is toxic bro it's so bad bro the car scene is like 30 year old like hyper competitive men that want you to break your shit like and race and, and 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 like get tickets it's just it's it's awful bro dude so i actually don't think the music scene's toxic to be honest i think there are some toxic people and i think that twitter is okay okay yeah i, I you, you're right it's yeah. definitely the internet music of music scene that's toxic yeah because people and, and, dude twitter ain't real right in real life when you get to the, on lot everyone's chilling yeah fooling once Dancing. we're all face to face like chilling like it, it all that all that all that weird like call out shit gone well that's what i'm saying man like it ain't it ain't real and also it's like people don't talk like that in real life and also like a lot of these fucking djs who are calling out other djs during all this shit who were you know had different opinions in them and they're doing shows and stuff and these djs who were calling them out dog if i was one of those guys and if i see you in public it's on site dog we ain't cool you know yeah. what i mean like some yeah. of these guys that were out here talking shit Look like they could get their damn ass whooped by anybody too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. ain't cool after that. And I ain't, I ain't out here promoting violence. But I'm just saying, if you can't say it in real life, don't say it on the internet. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I don't know, man. The, this whole last year was really eye opening to just how people will like kind of put on that face and like you know, just do anything for the likes, regardless of what they Shit. believe in or what they think. You know? I'll do anything for the likes, bro. Fuck I mean, I feel I've gotten you. I've gotten naked too many times for some damn photo shoots, my okay. dude. But, but that's fun, you know. I was say you're beautiful. You're built for it. You know what I'm saying? But like, thanks, dude. I'm built like a candle, but keep going. I'm built like a palm tree, bro. Hell yeah, you. dude. I'm built like a fucking speed bump. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm built like a a Home Depot. So. Hell yeah, dude! I'm built like a fucking refrigerator door handle. Let's go! Yeah. I'm built like a Civic, dude. I'm built like a fucking stop sign that's pulled out of the ground. I'm built like a Gibson Les Paul, dude. I'm I'm built like 
a broken piece of glass, dude, just crushed. Oh man. Yeah. You let, uh, but if someone steps on you, they fucked up. Yeah, but also, dude, you know, I like my ice cubes, like my heart crushed. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about what about shave? Shaved? Yeah. I, like I'm pretty shaved, dude. I'm, I'm also, I'm like, I'm very, I'm actually not a hairy man. Like, if you, you see my arms, I don't shave them. My legs are even less hairy than my arms. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a fucking, I'm a, I'm a Chewbacca, bro. I wouldn't say that, but you are a hairy man. Yeah. It is what it is, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. This is so much fun, dude. I haven't had a face to face podcast episode in. I know. I was looking this is my on stepbrother. Your, I yeah. was looking on your YouTube and I saw it. the last one was a stepbrother. I was like, hell yeah. I used to do. I mean, just about every episode I did before COVID was either by myself or face to face with somebody. Yeah. And I started doing the Zoom ones during COVID. I mean, I'm actually I actually do like that just because it's like, you know, I've gotten to talk to a lot of people who, especially whenever Torrance back, there's no way they're going to be in he- town. Everybody going to be busy. That's bro. what I'm saying. So I think I'm just going to still stay like that. But I'll, there also will be more face-to-faces. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of a toss-up, though. It's is like, who's going to have a good mic? Yeah, yeah, no. There, like, there's been some shit where it's just like, dog, you, you telling me you've been making fucking tunes yeah. for fucking 10 years? You ain't got no fucking microphone, dog? Mm-hmm. I got microphones on deck, son. Yeah. What you want? What you want? I just have a condenser mic. That's about it. Hey, man. Well, at least you have something. Yeah. yeah. I just bought CDJs. I finally have something to practice on. Dude, I legit don't have a controller. I've, I had it for the longest time. I I literally, like, I found the most fire deal on some 2000s without waveforms, like the fucking ones from 09. And oh, I, yeah. And I was like, I was like, this dude's down bad. I need the, I, fuck it. Let's go. That's an investment. Yeah. I think I'm going to fucking hone up and get on band because with shows coming back and stuff, like, Whenever I was on tour, I could just, you know, try out new shit and practice and stuff like that. And, you know, get back to that. But, like, now it's like they're, they're, it's little by little right now. It's not like back to full blown. Right. And so it's like, fuck, I kind of want to be, you know, I, I feel like I would just, like, practice some cool stuff. Like, you know, practice, figure out something cool and be like, okay, I'm going to try that live. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had that. So I yeah. think I'm going to fucking, because those motherfuckers are expensive, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I will say, though. The three thousands are OP. Like they are fucking ridiculous with like like the like the amount of like training wheels you like. Okay, first of all, I don't use sync because I'm scared of it. Dude, I, it I fucks really, me up every time the exactly. DJ before me has it on. It I don't, fucks me up. I, I don't understand how it works. But what I'm saying is like the three thousands. Like I mean, I don't know if you have seen if you've seen them yet, but the screen's like a fucking iPad. It's huge. But like whenever you're mixing, you have both waveforms. Like you know how like the 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 the, the newest ones right now. Well, previously like it, you could match up like the red lines. Yeah. Now you have like the fucking entire waveform in the so, middle. Like it's in the oh, it's showing you it's showing you the other deck on that deck. Yeah, yeah. So like so like, <laughs> dude, like freestyling because I freestyle my sets. Like matching up like ver- like uh not verses but phrases is so fucking easy and like. It's it's ridiculous. My uh, I a friend, some friends of mine, we uh, got an Airbnb last month in Asheville and just kind of bulled out for a weekend. And they they got three thousands and brought them over, and I got to test drive them for a whole weekend. That's and dope. I was like, this is op. Like this is fuck. Like if you're a fucking festival DJ and you're still going up there and pressing play on fucking promo mix and pretending to mix. On three thousands, what the fuck are you doing, bro? So you freestyle every single set? Yeah, I, basically I work in combos, so I figure out like like these three songs like in a succession work really well together yeah that eats up eight minutes and then so like i'll do that and then like usually the magic comes from i'll drink and then like i'll just be bullshit and i'll be like okay this 
all right, I'll scroll through that one. Let's go. Mm. And then you just, I'll just kind of figure it out. And like, it kind of sucks because like sometimes I'll miss playing certain songs that like maybe I should have played at this place or maybe someone requested, but I feel like there's like a magic from it. Yeah. And like I'm able to just kind of like just pull shit out of nowhere. But like what I will do is I'll plan out the first two to three songs because for me, I get nervous for the first two songs. After that, you're good. I'm like, I'm in fucking bullshit mode. I'm like, let's go song, song, song. But like that first, like, like I want to have, I want to have that first like song and a half figured out. So, cause like I do the first transition and I'm like, okay. And then after that, I'm like, we got it. Yeah. So I freestyle all my like, uh, club sets, mm -hmm. every festival set. I pretty much plan out just because like, um, I can't really read I can read the crowd a little bit on festivals, but it's a lot harder. Yeah. Because it's just so spread out. There's a lot going on. I feel like it's just kind of like I'm showcasing at festivals. I feel like I'm showcasing a, a a mix. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like at clubs, you know, you're right there to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I DJed at clubs before I was even ta like I DJed at gay bars for years just as a club DJ. And I right. DJ like six to eight hours a night, so all that was just reading the crowd. Yeah. And so that's what I'll do at clubs. I'll I won't plan anything for clubs, and I'll just read, you know, just try to read them because I feel like it's a lot harder to gauge at festivals. But also, it's with festivals, it is. I do feel like it's a showcase, so like I'm able to like plan it and make it super fucking tight. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I should probably start thinking more about that with festivals. No, maybe not. Maybe maybe you're so comfortable doing it the way you do, yeah. and maybe that's why people fuck with you so much. Yeah, I mean, I just, dude, I just want to play the songs that I have loved for years, and like, like I'm like. Like shit, like like old Nero. Like when I play stuff like that, like I just get so lit. Mm. Like I and like the stage presence just kind of translates because I'm just like I fucking love this goddamn song. You know what I mean? I mean that might, like I said, that might be my people fuck with you, man. I feel like people were really vibing with you through like your live sets and mixes before you know, because I feel like people were already you had a lot of hype on you before you even putting out a lot of like original material. Am I wrong to say that? Uh, kind of. I've been putting out originals for a while. I started basically kind of what got the tracks on was I started doing all original mixes. Mm, I started, gotcha. I started doing that in 2018. I was under a different name and then I switched, I, I, I switched over, rebranded to Mize in late 2018. By then I had already had a all original mix out. Um, and, uh, I just kind of figured out, like, I kind of saw what Charles the first did with through the mist. And I thought to myself, like, it kind of makes sense to just put out all original mixes because it's like a brochure. Because if like if someone stumbles on this and they're like, oh, who's this Mize dude? All right, I'm going to listen to this 30-minute mix. If I don't like this, I don't like Mize. You know what I'm saying? I feel you, man. I guess I guess I said that just because like a lot of people were like, do you hear the Mize mix or something like that? Yeah, I mean, that's I, I work in mixes, man. I feel like I feel like it's like just the best way of like people to like kind of kind of like get a grasp on you but then i'm more i'm realizing like as i'm climbing up and like figuring more shit out and like getting into bigger lanes it's like dude spotify is king bro all your oh, singles yeah. and shit man like and like i work in the lane of like i love flipping old shit i like i like i like doing shit that you can't fucking clear the samples oh dude fuck <laughs> i feel you bro i got so many trailer park boys and like I can't even tell you how many times I've sampled some comedic fucking song. Like that's my shit, you know. And a kid sampling a fucking one liner from comedy. Man. I mean, but with video games, I sample mm. old video games and like San Andreas and fucking World of Warcraft, whatever the fuck. And it's like you ain't clearing that. So then, and it doesn't hit the same when you get another sample. That's, you know. I know, dude. It's fucked up. I wish there was like some type of. I was talking about this with Yemi too on the podcast. I wish there was something like 
some sort of system set up to where it's like you can let them know that you sampled them and then it sends them a certain amount, a certain yeah. percent of no, the royalties. Sure. That would be so fucking awesome. Yeah. I, mean, I wish, man. I mean, but also like to the whole mix thing, dude, I feel like I I, I, I get what you're saying about the whole original thing, but something I tried to do with the Stuff Me Too mix, it's like, I mean, not the I said two just because I just released two, but something I tried doing with the Stuff Me mix is playing original, you know, a lot of unreleased from me and my homies, but that whole mix... I try to make it like a fun thing. It's more, you know, this past year there was a lot of South Park references and shit like that where it's like, you know, sing-along shit, you know, but that's also what I try to do with the project anyway, just like make it more of a fun thing. Yeah. What do you what do you tell people to prepare them for your set? You know what I mean? Like what, what do you, because like me, I tell people, I'm like, yo, I'm not the heaviest, I'm not the weirdest, but you're going to have the most fun at my set. If you were like going to tell people what your set was, what would you say? Um... Imagine a destruction derby, but with a strip club DJ playing Fuck. playing throwbacks. I could get with that, dude. Like just fucking shit running into each other, and like fu and like fucking UNK two step going in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jesus drinking beer and eating wings for fucking years. You yeah, know, sir. hell yeah, yeah, sir. <laughs> yeah, man, I um, I'm I I'm super inspired by uh, like the lo-fi hip hop DJs that will like fucking put like the hardest like rap like acapellas on like elevator music and that shit bangs dude elevator music like i used to make fun of my fucking my wheezy which is like my grandmother I used to make fun of her when i was a kid for like listening to like elevator jazz in the car but as i listen to it i'm like damn this has got a fire groove like you hear that bass line <laughs> you know what i mean like it it comes around dude that's like vaporwave bro vaporwave hits what is vaporwave? Basically, if you want me to sum it up, it's like people go and find like Kmart, like stock, like mall music. They play in the speakers and they slow it down. And it like somehow, some way that shit, or like weather channel music. And it fucking sounds fucking gas. That's what's up, dude. It's fucking weird, but it sounds hard. I never got into the Chopped and Screwed. Yeah, Chopped and Screwed, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like hip hop on ketamine, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, I, some of it hits, some of it doesn't. I mean, it just depends. Like, it's got to be the right. Like, I've heard some good Chopped and Screwed Weekend, but. Maybe, yeah, that one sounds like, that one sounds like you can get sexual, man, because I, I, knew, I knew this couple, and they, like, literally would go to see any weekend show they could just because, like, they would have the best, they said they had the best sex that night. Okay. Their, their best sex would be after a weekend show. Interesting. Because it was just like sex in the air at the weekend. Okay. So I think I might have to take me a date to fucking the okay. weekend, dude. I've never <laughs> seen the weekend. I saw a Super Bowl halftime show. He it was a good show, man. Yeah, man. He was running through that damn uh, light show. Yeah. He was he was trying to figure it out. Yeah, man. But people just be fucking at shows. Well, look, um, you know, you, you so... All right, you mentioned f Super Bowl, so I'm going to talk about football with you for a second because I can do that with you. Whew. All right, dude, who you starting as your starting quarterback? Jalen Hurts, Tua, Tungavaloa, or Mac Jones, man? Who's your starting quarterback? I'm a Tua for sure, but uninjured. Okay. Pre-injury. Because okay. Tua, Tua was a fucking animal before, like, you know what I'm saying? he got. I mean, he's fragile, but when he's, like, on his shit, man, he's so good. Although, I will say... Hurts was insane. Hurts pissed me off this year, dude. But yes, he was insane. Yeah, he was. Ins he pissed me the fuck off whenever the Saints were playing the Eagles this past yeah. year, man. Yeah, and, and it's, Mac Jones is just that typical Alabama, not really dual threat, but has an arm. You know, dude, it, it makes me feel good with Mac Jones though that like I look better body wise <laughs> than the star than a fucking NFL quarterback, dude. <laughs> it it yeah. makes me feel it makes me feel better about myself in a, in a way. Mac Jones is a frat boy on the field for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, but he, but that man, that man got us a ring, so it's cool. Hell yeah, I think all of them did. Fuck. Mm. Yeah, that I mean, dude. Even without Waddle, when Waddle got injured, I was like, mm. but then Devontae just fucking picked it up. Oh, he's a fucking savage, dude. Najee Harris is gonna kill it at the fucking. He's gonna kill it at the Steelers as well. Yeah, you starting all the guys. Definitely ain't starting no goddamn Bo Nix, dude. Mm. God, because you know I'm a I'm an Auburn LSU fan, dude. Uh, and Bo Nix has been pissing me off. Yeah. He, 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 hey, he's not Kyle Frazier. Dude, all I know is that I straight straight up watched him beat his own team twice last season. I've never seen that done. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I will say Bo Nix was like a breath of fresh air because Auburn had a streak of just horrible quarterbacks. I don't know, man. We had Jared Stidham who was going hard. Yeah, he was all right. I mean, and then uh, Sean White like kind of was good and, and bad at the same time. I get what you're saying. Bo Nix is, is, a, is a dual threat. Like, if he can't throw it, he's going to run through you. That motherfucker is athletic as shit. Yeah, 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 for sure. I love talking about football on this podcast, to be honest, man. it's You know, there's not a lot of DJs that can do this. Bro. Well. Well, and not a lot of DJs that like college. Yeah, I like it all, man. I'm I'm just a big fan of the sport. Period. Yeah, my uh, my friend group that I that I that I chop it up with, they're big NFL boys. Even though we're all like from you know the South, but they they're big into fantasy and shit. And like I've I've been trying to like kind of learn because like NFL is a whole different ball game. Yeah, right? who, but, who who you fan of in the NFL? Falcons. Get out. <laughs> the fuck out of here well dude. i i honestly like i i i'm a big like falcon saints even though that makes no sense whatsoever but I just, I just like the southeast bro i feel you man like like the southeast like excluding florida like that's just you know <laughs> i feel you man I'm a, I'm a fan of a lot of things in a lot of places but like you know i know some football fans that are like fuck everybody but the saints and I'm like, hold up, I do like a lot of these players and on these other teams, and I do like their teams, actually, and I like their coaches. So I am a fan of a lot of other teams. You know, Saints are number one, but honestly, it's always fuck the Falcons for me. Damn. No yeah. matter what. It'd be like that, bro. Yeah. It'd be like that. Yeah. Dude. We got Julio. That's all we need. You know what's fucked up? <laughs> you know their hype video of their coming up season? Yeah. They were showing all the players who are contracted for this season, you know who wasn't in it? Mm. Julio Jones. You know Damn they're it. open to trade him. No. You know what? You know what I think's gonna happen? They're gonna trade him to the uh, Green Bay Packers to make Aaron Rodgers happy. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. If that happened, Green Bay Packers are winning a fucking Super Bowl. Who did? Who did? Who did the Patriots get for their quarterback? I forgot. Mac Jones. Oh my God! What an, what an interesting <laughs> and Cam of Newton and Cam Newton, and Jared Siddham. That's our three quarterbacks. Jared Jared Siddham, Cam Newton. What do you think about uh, Tebow playing ball? It's not confirmed, but yeah, they're saying he's gonna be a tight end at Jacksonville, and I say fuck it, let's go. Okay, I. Uh, I it's got- good for Jacksonville, dude. They're, they're gonna sell out. They have Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow in that stadium. They're gonna sell out every fucking game. Mm. That's gonna be a good season. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm excited to watch it because Florida people love that man. Florida people are awesome, dude. But yeah, uh, yeah, they fucking. I mean, Florida, Florida pretty much loves just getting wild. That is for sure. Every single major city in Florida is a fucking time. I every time I go to Florida, I'm just like a lot of people rag on Florida. There's no place like Florida. Except I want to be Vegas. I wanted to move there like this entire pandemic because Florida looked awesome. No state income tax. Yeah, that that sounds pretty dope. And Texas, also the same thing. No state income tax. Yeah, but Texas ain't got no beaches except Galveston and Saint pa- South Padre. But Galveston yeah, but Texas has got a vibe, dude. I have never. I've never ever ever had a bad time in Texas ever. Yeah, I I I can I can I can agree with that. Yeah, and everybody every person and encounter I've had in Texas has been awesome. I remember in Florida though, I got I kind of got tripped out one time because I had never seen a Cuban person my whole life, mm-hmm. and I saw a Cuban person 
and I didn't know what they were because they were like, they were almost like a caramel color, like mm-hmm. straight up a caramel color. And I had just had an edible too, so obviously <laughs> none of that helped. Yeah. But I just remember being out of Wendy's, like tapping my buddy. I was like, what are these people? It's mm. like they're Cubans. And I was just like, oh my God. I just ain't never seen them before, you know? It was it like, happens. yeah, man. It was, I mean, I was younger, you know? That's like when you go to like somewhere like Utah and everyone's white and you're like, what? 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 Why? Yeah, you're like, what? I don't like this. But they're all really nice to you because they're more. Where, where have you had the most culture shock? Because you know, you grew up in Louisiana and then Alabama, right? You lived anywhere else? Well, I, um, I've been in Alabama my whole life, but I have like hella family here. So, like, yeah. so back and forth all the time. Got but, you. But as far as culture shock, mm, I would have to say. Maybe maybe Vegas. Mm. Well, not really, because like Vegas, I don't know. I think I th- probably Denver, just because of like how different it is to like to Alabama. It's just like it's so much more just like laid back and like not serious and not like I don't know. Alabama so Alabama is partic- really laid back though, dude. I mean, yes and no. I mean, like it depends what like if you if you're talking about like a city where the entire city is an intersection at, with a gas station or if you're talking about like a like the city where i'm from where like people think pfgs at olive garden is like well dressed you know what i mean pfgs you know like you know the uh the the performance fishing gear button down is well dressed yeah that that's like that's, that's like that's like a tuxedo to people in dude, alabama i literally own <laughs> that's that's pretty nice to me dude too man <laughs> Bro, people, people, people in their Olive Garden fits where I'm from, bro. They they stunt, bro. I do have like you know my Olive Garden fit is pretty much the same as my church fit. My Olive Garden fit is sweatpants, bro. I don't give a fuck. Really? Are you wearing sweatpants to church though, dude? I don't go to church. Right on. But if you were gonna go to church, would you wear sweatpants? I mean, there there there's some churches where I live where like it, it's like anything goes. Vibe. It's like you know what I'm saying. You can do whatever, and like they're like little skater kids will be in like a zero shirt, and I'm like hell yeah. That's pretty cool, man. But you know them Baptist churches, bro. You better be you better look, be looking like Jake from State Farm. Yeah, that's that's the type of churches I went to, and I went to church uh, Mother's Day. Yeah, that's what it was like. Hell yeah! The last time I went to a church, I was dating this girl, and she was like, "We have to go to church," and I was like, "All right, I'll." It's a good lady I'll, right there, man. I'll play this game. I like that, dude. I like you know. I listen. I don't, I don't care what you believe, what it is, and I don't give a fuck if you don't believe in something. But it always always cool whenever. I don't know. I guess it, it, sometimes it feels nice that, you know, being with somebody who does believe in something, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, say. I feel like they all have the same uh, kind of like, kind of like, they all come to the same point. It's just like when you go down the triangle, you get a lot of weird shit that comes with humans like racism, sexism, all that shit is at the bottom of the triangle. But all of them are trying to go to the top, which is enlightenment. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? Every single one's got their weird shit, you know? Yeah. I feel that, dude. But yeah, so Denver, you had the most culture shock, right? Okay, mm-hmm. dude. I, m- the most culture shock I ever got was night one of me living in New Orleans. Oh fuck! Okay, so what happened? I went to uh, the Metro. Wait, when was this? This was four years ago. I moved in the first week of May, so four years ago. Okay. Um, I went to go see Seven Lines at the Metro, and Metro is like a two thousand cap venue, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was about 90, I'm going to say about 98% Asian people. Okay. Good time. So the only Asian people I ever saw back home were people working like in the Chinese restaurants. Like straight up. That was, I don't even know if I had an Asian person at my school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can think of one girl, one girl, 
my entire time at school. And so to go from that, it was kind of like that in Alabama. Like the percentage was like maybe one or two percent in my high school. I'm t- I'm not talking about percent. I'm talking about one person. Oh, yeah. I had one Asian girl in my entire school. Damn. I can literally I think her name was Holly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. Shout out Holly. And uh, so night one of me living in New Orleans, I just remember being at the Metro and I couldn't even watch the show. My jaw was dropped. I was like, (laughs) I legit, dude, like no joke. I legit didn't think there was that many Asian people in one place in the United States. And that's, that was a, that was the culture shock for me. Now I've learned a lot since then, dude, but I'm talking about, I just moved from Jackson. The only time I'd ever left the South was whenever my first time ever leaving the South was whenever I played Lost Lands in 2018. First time ever leaving the South. Really? Yeah. Like at all. Period. You just went to Ohio and you were like, damn. Yeah. And, and it was funny because it was like in the woods, you know, the festivals, like kind of like, you know, in the fields. I'm like, hell, this ain't that different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the terrain don't really get different until you go to like the Appalachians. Yeah. Or, or, well, Ohio's flat as fuck. Compared dude, Ohio's to a good ass time though, dude. Shout out everybody from Ohio, man. I've never had a bad time in Ohio. Yeah. I was talking to DMVU and like he kind of summed it up that like, uh, like, Ohio really loves heavy fucking music. Dude, some of our favorite shows in the Eat My Sass Tour were Ohio. Dude, like, oh, I kind of think of Ohio kind of in the same family as New Orleans, where it's like, the crowd, like, the heavier the shit you play, you just keep throwing, like, the heaviest, like, shit in your USB, and they're just gonna fucking, like, start throwing down. No, New Orleans, like, they do like that. They like the ratchet shit, too, dude. You throw some fucking Boosie or some Gates out there, baby. I, I'm, I'm opening tonight with Boosie. Dude, my, my, <laughs> my Buku set... Last year, you know, before it got canceled, it was my first time, like, planning a set with a VJ. Like, every second of the set was planned out. No way. Oh, dude, I had so much Boosie and Gates and fucking Wayne. And, Hell, and yeah. I even had Big Frieda in that motherfucker. Dude, I was throwing down just some straight Nola shit, dog. Hell, wait, so is, is Kevin Gates from Nola? Uh, he's from Baton Rouge, but he reps Nola. You know, he just reps Louisiana. Hell, so yeah, that's yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Dothan, Alabama. We don't really have anything. So I just rep Alabama as a whole. But I'm gonna, I'm about to move to Atlanta, and I'm not. I'm mm. gonna. I, I don't know what to. It's weird difference there. I don't know what to do. Well, dude, I still rep. So like, whenever I tell people, whenever I get on the mic at shows, I say, "What's up? I'm Taboo from Jackson, Mississippi." Okay. Even though I live here, just because it's like I'm from there. That's that's where I was raised. That's where I got a lot of my values, Damn. and you yeah. know what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like, I, even though you're living in Atlanta, I would still say you're from Dothan. Yeah. Like if you go look at my Twitter, it still says Jackson, Mississippi, even though I reside in New Orleans, Louisiana. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I could never say that I am like as a person from Atlanta because Atlanta and Dothan are like fucking. It's like New York and fucking Reno, Nevada. Yeah, dude, the white trash Vegas is what I like to call Reno. Um, but yeah, man, I uh, I said it one time. I was like, "What's up? I'm Taboo from New Orleans, Louisiana," and it felt weird. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever got the city wrong on the mic? Um, no, but we got the city wrong on a T-shirt. Oh yeah, no. on, the, on the Eat My Sass tour. Oh no, <laughs> it's it. It didn't say Springfield. It said Pringfield. That's like when you get those like those tie dye festival shirts and they misspell an artist. Oh, and that's when you get the ones for cheap, dude. I have I have some fucking uh, bootleg Blink One Eighty Two T shirts that I got in the parking lot for ten dollars compared to the sixty dollars shirts they were selling. In. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. One time I was playing in Manchester, Tennessee, and I and I was like, I was like, I said Nashville on the mic, and I, and I immediately put the mic down. And I was like, God damn it. You didn't. You didn't correct yourself. We were like, you didn't apologize. No, I, but I mean, I, Ooh, I, oh, I would have been I, well, pissed. I mean, it was it was Nashville promoter, Nashville crowd, uh, f- an hourish from Nashville. So like, for all intents and purposes, it was a Nashville show. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I was just like, I put the mic down. I was like, 
Nobody heard that. Oh, dude, I would have been throwing shit at you saying, put some respect on her name, dude. Yeah. It, you know, it was a drive-in, so there was a, there was a good, like, 40 yards from, the f- from like, the first car to me, so, like, you, you, would, you would have to be Mac Jones. <laughs> How do you feel about the drive-in shows, man? Um, I mean, okay, they're cool because you get the whole thing of, like, if I say shit on the mic, I hear, I hear screaming, so that's great. If I play music, I see people dancing. But there is nothing like seeing a fucking blob of humans just mm. fucking getting absolutely wild. They're cool. You know, they pay okay, but, like, th- that, th- it is what it is. Um, well, there we go. Yep, I'll switch it over. Don't worry. Um, we can't prepare, dude. Uh, yes, sir. Um, yeah, I mean, they're cool, but it's like um, it's like grilled chicken versus fried. I feel you, man. That's a damn good analogy, actually. Yeah. That's damn I like that, dude. Because you can't be fucking... Grab another, can I grab another one? Dude, help yourself, bro. Yeah. I'll, I got more in the fridge, too, if you want some more, I got, dude. I got, I got a long night ahead of me, brother. Yeah, dude. Welcome to New Orleans. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. So, like, I, I, I think they're cool. Honestly, I like the drive-in shows more than the socially distant shows. Mm. I did not do one of those. I, I told my agent I'm not interested in the tables. I did it in... Um, now, I do have some socially distant shows coming up, but I think they're going to be dope. And also, I'm holding on faith by the time they get here that that city is going to say, fucking open her up. Yeah. I'm I, excited I I'm excited for when the black box stops tables. When the black box stops tables, it's going to be fucking party mode. Dude, whenever I played in San Antonio, and it was a socially distant show, and I remember there was a point in the in my set where half the crowd was sitting down at their tables, mm-hmm. and I just stopped the music and started talking shit about the event. People, the location. (laughs) I talked shit about everything. And that was working better than the music. Damn. So I just started fucking telling jokes and telling them that my visuals were my dick the whole time because they were. So it was just like literally, it was just like me talking shit about the entire event was working better than the music. People were actually interacting to that. It's weird as a DJ when you're playing music and people are just sitting down. You're like, I'm supposed yeah, to be no, dancing, dude. I couldn't do that because at least with the drive-ins, you see them dancing. You see dude, them throwing the hoop and shit, and you're like, bet. I've seen people go hard as fuck at the drive-ins. I've had a lot of fun oh, at the yeah. drive-ins, man. Oh, yeah. I've had a weird one, uh, but I remember the uh, the Wakan one in Scranton. I just remember it being cold as absolute fuck. You were there. Yeah. It was rainy as shit, and it was literally every single excuse for the crowd to not get into the show. Every single excuse, they had every single excuse not to give a fuck about the show, and they were throwing the fuck down. Yeah. And no. that was really fucking cool. Yeah. And I thought, I thought from the beginning that the drive-ins were going to be this, like, super lame thing where, like, everyone's in their car, and they're, like, flashing their lights, and, like, <laughs> but it ended up, ended up being, like, all right, stand next to the car and dance, and I was like, fuck, yeah. They're, like, mooning you through the windows, dude. Yeah, nah, nope, nope, nah, I, just, <laughs> I, I, I thought people were going to be honking horns, and I was just like, dude, but, like, basically, where we're at right now, here in 2021... Regular shows are where drive-ins were a year ago right now. Because right a year ago right now, the backlash on drive-ins was crazy, bro. When Disco Donnie was trying to throw drive-ins in fucking Texas, bro, people were mad as fuck. And I'm like, for what? And right. now, they're just, everyone's kind of inching into shows. Dude, I feel like the South is here. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're playing in front of, like, what, 450 people tonight? Yeah. Yeah, dude, fucking it. That sounds like a good time. I mean, Florida's here. Texas is here. I mean, look... Look, state by state, we're, they're going to start opening up. Connecticut's doing the same thing. It's, 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 Dude, so my thing is, is everybody I know who wanted to be vaccinated, it's vaccinated. Yeah. At that point, well, here my thing is, the old people are vaccinated. Once the old people are vaccinated, like, let's open up this fucking pit. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, like, 
the people that want to be vaccinated that need to be vaccinated have the choice it is that you know what i'm saying it is slid to them it's like hey if you if you you, you need it you, you want it grab it yeah and then if it's like if if they're like no then it's like what what are we to do as not vulnerable people who are who are or aren't vaccinated it's like you had the choice you know what i'm saying so it's like what are we to do wait yeah. wait for you to decide i, I don't know i i'm like if we don't do anything, bro, the economy is gonna just die, and we're all people. It's gonna be, it's gonna get bad. Right, dude. I mean, are you vaccinated? Oh yeah, I got the big double Pfizer force field, baby. Oh hell yeah, dude. I'm not vaccinated. I wasn't gonna get it, but um, I'm gonna get it when I get back. I'll be back home um next Saturday, and I'm gonna get it that Monday. Yeah, it doesn't happen often in my life, but I got lucky, and my buddy works at the hospital back home. And he told me like the second they changed the like like the if, like the guidelines or whatever, and, and so I signed up immediately, and I just fucking oh dude, I can go to my CVS a block away and yeah. get it, like right there. Yeah, it was it was kind of hard in Alabama, man. They, their guidelines were just like all of, like you had to be fucking a billion years old or like literally like a human lawnmower to get a fact and i was like <laughs> fuck it bro and so finally i had the end and i was like all right bet i'm gonna go get that shit yeah dude i didn't know if i was gonna do it dude because i was like fuck bro i don't even wear condoms i'm like do i need a vaccine you know yeah i mean i dude look <laughs> I, I i haven't gotten a tetanus shot in god knows how long but yeah, you get a flu shot i'd probably the last one was like my fucking middle school right on so so yeah you don't get a flu shot you wear condoms yeah you got to yeah that was a not a believable yay dude it was not i mean look the older I get, the the more scared I get. Yeah, I feel you, dude. When I when I was younger, maybe not, but the older I get, I'm just like fuck. Yeah, I just like leaving it up to the Lord. Yeah, I mean that that's that's kind of how I feel with uh, COVID at this point. Now that I'm vaccinated, <laughs> I'm like I, I walk in. Not there, my chair, not my problem, dude. That's what I say. Yeah, I walk in there. I'm like, hey, I don't know what you're breathing out of your mouth, but I got a little force field going, 97 percent, baby. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. And I didn't really get any fucking side effects. I was booling. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I had I I know my brother got the Johnson and Johnson. He got sick as fuck, and he didn't need his wife and his daughter both had um, COVID, and he was around them the whole time. And he didn't get it, but then he still got the Johnson and Johnson. and got like hella sick. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine uh, just did the the J and J on Monday, and he was he was kind of rough. For That's a what bit. I'm gonna get. Okay. I'm just gonna go and fucking get it done. Hell like, yeah. I'm bro. just I know I'm gonna be out of commission for a day or two. I, I mean, I would have done what I did, whatever they had, and they had Pfizer, and I was like, bet. That's what they were doing for uh, my agent. He had went, and they were, they don't tell you what they give you that day. They're gonna vaccinate you, but they don't know. You don't know which one you're getting. So you just see your sticker at the end, and you're like, bet. <laughs> you're like, word, dude. Okay, that's I'm kind of fire. It's kind of yeah, yeah. I reckon so, man. I guess like if you, if you get Johnson and Johnson, you're like, I guess I'm not coming back. That's my whole thing, dude. I don't want to have to go back in a month. I just want to get her done. And yeah, just fucking... well, my first shot, like, bro, my arm, I felt like I got fucking trucked on the football field, and I was like, dude, I don't want to do this again. You never played football, dude. You're way too skinny. I, I mean, look, you called me out, but I, <laughs> yeah, but have you ever played football recreationally? Oh, yeah. Dude, I could play with Michael all the time, dude. Yeah. Damn. And, yeah. And um, anyways, like I said, it felt like ass, and... That was all I got. I, I didn't really get like a fever or anything. I was just, I was, it felt like someone literally fucking hit my shit with a baseball bat. And then I was like, I don't want to do it again. And then I got the second shot. Now, literally almost nothing. And like, mom, bro, my mom's like 65. Like, she got no symptoms. And I was just like, are we just, I don't, okay. Yeah. 
fuck, man, Jesus didn't wear a condom, so why should I get vaccinated? You know, that's the thing. But uh, I'm going to do it, dude. I'm, that was a joke, but um, I am going to go do it. He can walk on water, theoretically. Yeah, but he didn't wear a condom. So, yeah, I guess I guess if he can walk on water, then his pullout game is probably pretty fucking good. That's true. Well, he didn't need a pullout game. He did that shit spiritually through air. Oh, dude, you're telling me Jesus didn't fuck. See, this is, my thing is, like, dude, I've been going to church and stuff. How like, tall was he? Fuck, I'd imagine he was, like, probably about 6'6". Six, six. Really? So, okay, so he was, I'd like, imagine a point so. guard. My thing is, like, I like people having different versions of their own God. Okay. Like, my God likes to drink beer. Okay. My God likes to fucking watch football with the boys. My God drives stick. But he's also looking out for me. Like, if I needed him, if I was, fuck, if I needed someone to come pick me up, or, like, if I was in a bad situation, I'd call him and help me out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But also, like, you know, he might get up and do some stand-up and make some fucking jokes about, um, make some jokes about white people. You know? Okay. Who knows? Okay. But that's, that's, you know, I like the idea of that. What's your favorite Christian song? I don't like them. I do not like... You don't like a single Switchfoot song? Actually, uh, Under Oath is actually a Christian metal band, so... I was gonna say, so is the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, dude, I played in a couple of Christian metal bands when I was a kid. Yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing back home. It'd be like they. It would be so crazy because like we would like in the middle of the set we get su like those vocalists would get super emotional and like almost do like a prayer. But then as soon as their prayer was open, they'd be dumb and they'd be like, "Open up this fucking pit! <laughs> I want to see you kill somebody!" Like that was like so the vibe where it'd be like, "We love every single one of you. If you need someone to talk to, find us after the show." But right now, I need you to fucking kill somebody! <laughs> Let's go. That was the vibe, dude. And actually, as an adult, it, it sounds pretty fun. That sounds like a good good time. Yeah, the, the Christian bands where I'm from are just, you know, four chords, little John Mayer shit. And they're just like, put uh, your hands up. and Dude, no, we wanted to see a wall of death. And in the middle was fucking Satan. And you better fucking hit him with everything you got. That's beautiful. Yeah. Man, I, my my favorite Christian song is the one from Tokyo Drift. My life be like ooh ah. <laughs> was that a Christian song? Yeah, that was uh oh, fuck. I forgot his name, but uh, yeah, he's a Christian rapper. He actually played at a. Uh, it's like you know that you know that big church event, Passion. Yeah, we have we have like a little baby version in Dothan. He played oh, there. Oh, his cool. name's Grits. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, honestly, you could probably take most songs and say they're Christian songs, even if they're not, dude. Like, uh, you know, Six Feet from the Edge by Creed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, hold me now, Jesus. I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking maybe six feet ain't so far down, but you're going to jump because you got God. You know what I mean? Even though it's not a Christian song, you can still say it. Banger. With arms wide upon. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. <laughs> the lord you can just make it up man it works out it works out dude so so what do you what, what do you think is your favorite like non-electronic song to bust out in sets i know you used to close with freebird yeah we did that entire my sass tour i mean i play a lot of non-electronic songs in my sets i do a lot I, of I, I see that and i'm like i'm kind of like i'm kind of perplexed by it and almost envious in a way because i personally didn't start out djing like normal music you know what i mean like i've never dj'd like a, a bar or a club or whatever yeah. like where you got to play top 40 or, or just you know shit that normal people will listen to like my first set was fucking bass music got you hey man that's what i did for a living for years where i was just djing bars casinos top 40 i play gay bars rock bars black bars you know what i'm saying casinos i played it all yeah um what's my favorite song to play in my taboo sets that's not electronic I mean, I have this here without you remix. I've heard it and it's fucking. Flames. It's a good one. I got my ass hit at Lost Lands, but that's not. That's just my song though. Um, probably. 
Metro Station Shake It. Okay. Yeah. Fire. It's a good one. You can always, you know, it's just like, in the beginning, you can tell. It's the same thing with the Here Without You song, too, right? So it's like, in the beginning, because girls and gay guys are into things instantly. Like, they're like, they don't give a fuck what other people think. Girls and gays are all about cool shit. Like, they're just about having fun. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. But some of the dudes, like some of the wooks, they'll stand, they'll in the that. beginning, they're like, I don't like this. But the time, by the time the chorus hits, they're like, I'm here without you, baby. You know yep, what I'm saying? Yep, <laughs> by the time yep. the chorus hits, they're with it, man. So they, they they claim they're not the stand against the wall guy, but they do be like that sometimes. Yeah, dude, you don't play any fucking non-electronic songs in your sets? Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I sample a lot of that stuff, but, mm. you know, I know. I, I, and I want to start trying to... Dude, I want to start playing Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. That is a fucking banger. And I swear to God, that's going to be the song of the summer. I feel you, dude. I want to play I want to play Dick You Down by fucking Kevin Gates. Jesus Christ. I was, I I was going to have Me Too by Kevin Gates on my Buku set. Okay. Damn. So who... All right. So what, what do you think are the, the, the best Louisiana... My favorite's Kevin Gates. Okay. I love Kevin Gates. Big Kevin Gates, cause he's dope, bro. Cause he'll 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 have a song about fucking, right? He'll sing you a fucking melody that's catchy. He'll sing you a song about fucking doing some hood shit, making money, shaking your ass. Like he has it all. Like he can sing a hook, he can fucking write a verse, he can make you fuck. Like if anybody can do, dude. One of my favorite memories of my entire life was actually the last Buku. So uh, Andre Clutch, well actually Comus now, Comus yeah, now. I saw that. Comus now. I gotta get used to that. You know, he was adopted, and he had met his birth mother that year. And I got to meet her at Buku, and me, Andre, and his mom, his birth mom, went to go watch Kevin Gates. And it's just the three of us, and Kevin Gates was my favorite fucking set at Buku that year. That year. And this is literally one of my favorite memories, just period, of my entire life. But mm -hmm. I just remember fucking Kevin Gates going, ladies, y'all ever had a dick in your stomach? And then <laughs> and Andre's mom just, woo! <laughs> and it was awesome, dude. Me and him and his mom were fucking dancing and fucking. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. we were getting down, bro. Kevin Let's Gates was go. so good at that show, and that was a uh, yeah. I think also at that moment where I was just like, damn, dude, this dude has this old woman fucking getting down with us, and it was a damn good time, man. So yeah, Kevin Gates is my favorite. Well, all right. So what what's the best rap act you've ever seen live? Is it gonna be Kevin Gates? <sighs> You know what, dude? You know who it is, and you're not going to guess it. The Insane Clown Posse. I mean, they got a fat following that's loyal as fuck, so I, I'm not going to dispute that. The Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. The the juggler. I mean, jugglers don't lie. Dude. Where'd you see him at? Where was I, this? I saw him at... I forget the name of the venue in Baton Rouge, but I saw them at this theater in Baton Rouge. I oh, went there. Baton Rouge. They were on. They were on tour with a band. I'm a huge Attila fan, giant Attila fan. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite metal bands. They've actually changed a lot of ways I view life. But um, they were on tour with them, and it was Attila and then ICP. And I was just there for Attila, but ICP stole the show for me. Yeah. And I just remember what sold it for me was like they're doing like these crazy things on stage and it's wild, it's fucking crazy fun. But what did it for me, they have like these giant Fago bottles and they'll shoot them out in the crowd like rockets. That right? is so fire. Right, right. But one came at me and I fucking ducked and it hit this lady, this girl behind me, hit her head. She started bleeding. She fell down. And I was like, oh my God. She gets up, picks up the bottle. Pours it on her, screams like a war call, dude. Like she's about to give her life for her fucking tribe and runs into the mosh pit. And I'm just sitting there like, this is fucking 
awesome, dude. Like, that was it for me. I was just like, this is the coolest fucking show I might have ever seen. Do you think she was a juggalo? Without a doubt. I was a juggalo at that moment, dude. I was like, whoop, whoop. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yes, sir. Fucking, that shit was wild, bro. I like to think my fucking fan base are the wookalos. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite hip-hop set? Dude, I don't know, but mine... I, dude, I'm so, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm so fucking satisfied and happy with like how like my fan base kind of reflects my personality. Because I'm like a meme dumbass that like literally posts whatever the fuck like is on my mind and like like in my little facebook group like my fans like are just like memey and just like will make memes of me and it's funny as fuck like not fun dude like because i see a lot of people like the scariest thing to me is like having a fan base that just runs away and like and starts getting crazy and you're like what the fuck are y'all doing and it's just cool to have like like people that are just like fucking like kind of like you and like not I don't know. I, it's kind of it's kind of fun having a bunch of jokesters, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, dude. I feel you, man. My fucking my fan base is the 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 Eat My Sass tour was like such a big eye eye opener of what like the fan base has turned into because it was just the goofiest fucking crowds, and it was so much fun, dude. Nobody was taking anything serious. Yeah. Fucking people were bringing me like the weirdest fucking things that they thought were funny, and I thought it, so. It's just it is cool how like you know whatever you put out there. Is like a ref- like your fan base can be like a reflection of yourself. Yeah, and I love that, man. Honestly, like that was something. You know, I- I've had people like hit me up angry about some shit, and I'm like, listen, I might not be for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might, yeah. I might not be for you, dude. Yeah, there's too many people out there, but it's just like, dude, if you like having a good fucking time and not giving a fuck, you know, just being yourself and just making jokes, dude. Yeah, that's the people I want to be with. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's the people I want to mush. I don't want people who are getting pissed off for me saying some joke that I think is funny. You know, I want people at the crowd who are like open to like who gives a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mike uh, Space Wizard was telling me all about that tour and how much fun he had. Man, he had a fucking blast, bro. He was telling me all about it, bro. It was a damn good time. And I love that dude to death, man. Dude, he is a sweetheart. He is, man. And it, that was that was the first time I ever got like a. Uh, I'd ever had the opportunity to put somebody on. Yeah. Like, my agents asked me, they said, who do you want on the tour? And it was like, it took me literally, like, probably five seconds, probably ten. So you picked that? You, yeah. You, so, like, does that normally happen? I don't know. Huh. <laughs> that, was, that was the first time where my agents go, who do you want? I said, Clutch and Space Wizard. Comus now. But I said, I said, I want Clutch and Space Wizard. And I never in my entire life been in a situation to do that. If you're in that situation right now today, who would you pick? Who would you put on your tour Dude, to support? Man, I would probably pick some the the people I did for Flow State, Sokka, Vide, and F- Super Future. Man, Sokka is one of the hardest underground people. Like sound design, flow, like everything. Like this kid is just unreal um super future he used he went on tour with rec now i love him dude dude he like personality nick right yeah yeah he's music, so nice he is a sweetheart and he's a good looking dude yeah no no he's, he's when beautiful. i met him i was like dude you're fucking hot bro i know yeah he's kind of hot him and him and his him and his i think they're his wife now dude oh, that I, lucky just, bitch i look at him i'm like this is like a <laughs> television sitcom you guys are beautiful that's yeah, bullshit dude i'm throwing this camera on the continue um but uh and then uh definitely vide man vide vide is ryan's the man dude. I bouncy as fuck man just gets everything going I, I honestly if i if i was gonna bring someone on tour like from not from the u.s i feel like wave music is gonna pop really hard here soon mm. in the states because i don't know i fucking love wave and i would probably bring like dead crow i want to I, I wish i could bring skeller to the states so bad he's he deserves like more ears man you know who deserves it dude you know who i'd take as my on my tour to is fucking run it okay run it not familiar with the act 
You're about to get your fucking cheeks clapped, my dude. <laughs> shit's good, bro. Like some, like some, like some six and zero search and destroy. <sighs> it's like run it, man. I really he 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 he's just a fucking savage. He makes like real trap shit, but he does it in such a dope way. That's 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 something we need more of, man. Yeah, it's like a modern day real trap shit. I feel like we're kind of having a renaissance right now of the uh, of the ten year ago dubstep era, and I feel like we're we're soon gonna have a renaissance of the trap era. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like the goal is to just put yourself in such a, you know, uniquely your own sound to where it doesn't fucking matter what era you're in. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I I just me me personally, I love I love I don't know. I love bringing back the things that like I fell in love with. You know what I mean? Like when I when I was listening, so like my cousin, exactly. Yeah, I got you. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Dude, she's got her diploma. She's ready. Hey, dude. Fucking, she doesn't call me back anymore, and it's honestly kind of annoying. But continue. Hey, bro. She can she can weld. She's got that welding degree. That's all you need. But yeah, look, dude. but yeah, I I, I I just try to like bring like kind of bring back the shit that I, that made me fall in love with electronic music. You know, ten years ago, 10, 12 years ago. What made you fall in love with it? Truthfully, trance music. I fucking love trance music. But like, dude, you start you start bringing out them goddamn sawways and shit, and the wooks leave the room, bro. Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, like whenever future bass, future bass was just starting to pop off, I thought that was really cool because like that's whenever I was DJing at clubs, like I was resident at a gay bar, and like the the gays they weren't like super into dubstep or like electronic. They loved house, but everybody likes house. You I bring out like. that tennis courts remix, yeah, dude. But you Game bring, over. yeah, but you bring out fucking whenever future bass was like just popping off, like people were. It was like it was really acceptable to like the general public, which was really cool. Yeah, and I feel like more and more shit's just like i keep on i keep on wondering it's like is the next generation gonna be in a dubstep because it's like my nephew's really into it but like my niece don't give a fuck you know what i'm yeah. saying so it's just like what are people gonna be into yeah but i also feel like dubstep now and then and you know it it it, it changes so much so over much. like you know what i mean and like and you you hear every single like couple years like dubstep's dead. I'm like, well, what is Lost Lands? It's fucking like fifty thousand people. And I got my ass hit at Lost Lands. Woo! I mean, if there's anywhere to do it, it's there. Yep. Scale of one to ten. Um, like my experience. No, yeah, getting your ass hit at Lost Lands. Oh, dude, it's a ten, man. Okay, beautiful. You know, that, that's the pinnacle of getting your ass hit, and is at Lost Lands. Hey, yeah. Excision knows what he's doing. That's why the dinosaurs have buttholes. Dude, that's true, bro. They don't have dicks, though, dude. It's kind of fucked. Yeah, but I feel it's like, like I want to see some dicks. I feel, I feel like, I feel like that's a lot more like intimidating. Whereas, like you know, like a dinosaur with a fat dick compared to like a dinosaur with an asshole, they're a little different. Like you see, a, you see a dinosaur with an asshole, it's like he a little exposed. But if a dinosaur got a fucking fucking hog, you respect it. You respect it more for like when it has a fucking hog. I want to see that I dick. Mean, I mean, yeah, but like <laughs> it's just like if I walked in there, and I saw a dinosaur with a hog, I'd be like. Is this 18? I hope this is 18 plus. <laughs> well, I think it is, but it's like, it's just like, think about it, dude. You're talking shit to your homie, okay? And then you see his, his dick and it's huge. You ain't talking shit to him no more. You have respect, you know? Oh, I'm talking shit, but like in like a, like a, like a locker room type of way. Like, you motherfucker. With your damn. <laughs> With your damn dong. Your damn Coke can, a motherfucker. Yeah, damn schlong on him, dude. Yeah. That's my favorite word for a dick. Is, is it a schlong or phallic? 
I, I just say hog, bro. Hog, that's a good one too, man. Yeah. I, did someone, there's someone on Twitter that named Trace Longs, and I think that's the most fire shit. <laughs> I'm just like, I love the nicknames for vaginas too. I love calling it Strange, just because South Park got me into that. Well, there's so many nicknames for like dick and vagina that are like some of them are really aggressive, and some of them are like kind of chill, like like Cooter. Like that, that's chill. I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, but if you call it a cock, it's like you sound like you're sexting. I don't know, dude. I, I don't. I think. I think. I want to see more people name their their kids cock, dude. They name their kids dick. I think fucking dick is fucking soft, bro. Isn't cock. dick do, dick dick's short for another word or another name? Right? Uh, Richard. Richard sometimes, but you know, usually people will name their kids dick. But I just want people to name their kids cock because, dude, imagine you're fucking playing football and then the linebacker lined up across from you. His name is Cock Willington. Mm. I'm not fucking with that guy, dude. I'm fucking throwing the ball way out of his way. I don't, I don't, I'm not like, trying to fuck with that cock, dude. That's not, that sounds like a wide receiver name, honestly. Dude, I'm just thinking it sounds like a fucking linebacker or offensive line, dude. With I, your last name's Cock, bro. I mean, we, we used to, let's talk about, we used to have Ha Ha Clinton Dix. That was a name. Yeah, dude, but I'm talking about Cock, dude. Kick, <laughs> dick sounds soft, dog. Oh man, so 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 we we got a shower out here on the field. Not my, not I, you know, I'm more of a grower, but I'm just saying, I man. I feel you, bro. It is what it is, bro. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, I mean, some of those words are too aggressive. Some of them are kind of soft, but hey, look, if if Jeff is listening, <laughs> put some dicks on them dinosaurs. Yeah, bro. dude, I want to see some fucking dicks on them sores, boy. Well, imagine Dickosaurus ima Rex on this motherfucker, dude. Imagine Raptor Alley, but but big titties on the dinosaur. Oh yeah, dude, fucking. Mm. Ima imagine being on a tab, looking up, and being like, not not the Triceracox. Not, not that that happens, but <laughs> a Triceracox. Ooh, Triceracox. Yeah. yeah, that's fire. Dickosaurus Rex. That's the land before time. Yeah, dude, that's the land before fucking Pornhub. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> So how much time do you spend on Twitter a day, dude? Because you kill it on Twitter, but like well, let me look constantly at, on it, dude. Let's look at my screen this time. This man's about to pull out his fucking phone. Let's look at my screen question. time. He's about to give us actual analytic data. One hour, 51... No, two hours, six minutes today. On but Twitter? I also had a long drive here. On Twitter? So, yeah, on Twitter. Twitter alone. Oh, man. I, look, okay, so I, I made a tweet the other day, but like... The less screen time I can get per week, the the better I feel, dude. I yes. No, no, no. Like literally, I so I, I was telling about that trip to Asheville a couple weeks ago at the Airbnb, and like that whole time, like me and my friends were just booling. I, we were you know tripping and chilling, and like I obviously like put my phone away for the most of the time. And when I'm at home, it's hard for me to do that yeah. because it's fucking right there. I'm playing games, oh yep. notifications. But yep. this time, I fucking put my shit in my little my room next to my bed, and I just went and hung out, bro. When I left Asheville and I was driving home and I was finally starting to scroll socials and shit, I felt like I felt like I went on a detox from like fucking like a hard drug. And then like I got on my phone and I was like, dude, this is awful for you. This is so but like it's so weird because it's so bad for everyone. But like we will not stop using Predicted, it. Dude. We open the genie. You know, we saying? need it. It's like I fucking hate how much I'm on my phone, dude. I hate it. Yeah. Well, I did think about the think about the kids younger than us, bro. I know, and I hate that for them, man. I, you know, I, I I do try to actually like whenever I'm on the internet, I try to make it a fun time for me. Yeah. So like, I, I you know I follow a lot of football stuff, uh, a lot of OnlyFans stuff. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I I make it trying kind of interesting for me, but just like, fuck, I hate how much I'm on that motherfucker, dude. Like, there's times where like I literally have an Ableton project in front of me, and I'm sitting there scrolling Twitter. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. For me, I work in like kind of like flow state where like 
if I really start to like hone in on that, on, on, on a project file, bro, like my phone doesn't exist and I'll be like, Oh shit. Back in the day. Yeah. I mean, once I get in the flow, nothing else matters, dude. But yeah, no, I feel I'm, like that's why I'm single nowadays, but you know what I'm saying? It's easy to distract <laughs> yourself with that, with that phone. And, yeah. it, and it's annoying when like you, like you, you, you're doing something cool and you find yourself like wanting to look at your phone. You're like, what the fuck? I'm doing something cool right now. Yeah, no, exactly. Men are like, you'll be out with friends and you're just like checking Instagram. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? Dude, you ever be out with your homies, like eating at a restaurant or something and, and you all are all on your phone and you're like, you're like, at the same time, you're like, eh, but at the same time, you're like, why are we, why are we doing this fellas? Dude, that's why like I've actually been getting back. So I was really into the Kandamas before COVID because the Kandama was a really good way at airports to keep me away from being on my phone because when I'm in an airport, the only thing I'm doing is just fucking glued to my phone. Yeah. I'm not doing anything that's fun. I'm just on that motherfucker. Yeah. And so the condom has actually really been helping me get back out of that situation. It's just like, yeah, you know, I yeah. feel like it's helping me. I uh, I've I've always been Apple laptop, Windows desktop, and like on an Apple laptop, you don't really have games. But this now I've got some emulators where I can like keep keep kind of like distracted in the airports. I haven't been in an airport in a minute, but like. Dude, I'm so ready to be back bouncing around. And we're back, baby. And, and you put yourself in a good situation through all this. Did you see a lot of growth for the Mize project during all this? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I imagine, like, I, I can't sit here and count stones for, like, how much it would have grown had COVID not happened. But, yeah, I definitely saw a lot of good growth. I saw really good, like, engagement and, like, people piling in for the streams. And that made me really happy. And I was... Yeah, you're like, killing the streams, man. Dude, I was, like, I'll, I'll be blown away, bro. Like, I'll have, like, I remember the last stream, the last, like, stream I did where I streamed the Flow State stream. I had, like, a number in my head where I was, like, all right, if I hit this number, like, I, I don't think we're going to hit it. Like, but... That what was would, the number. It was 500 and we hit 1800 and i was just like what the fuck there you go it's just and then like the stream i did at republic like fucking um their setup was so awesome oh my god nuts so cool i, I did i did the uh, drama club i only did two streams all of all of covid i was very particular i did drama club with brock just because brock was a homie just had a re ep release mm -hmm. asked me to do it, i did it and then i did uh Mardi Gras with Clutch, Comus now. Mm -hmm. um, for Deadbeats, we had just really spacked the fuck up, and it was fucking Mardi Gras, and I didn't think I was going to be able to see my friends for Mardi Gras. We actually all got to get together, got fucked up, had a good time, man. Did you do a lot of the streaming? Did you do a bunch, or how many did you do? I was kind of like you, man. I, I was kind of really particular about it. I was, I was like, I was like, with this kind of stuff, like, I really want to, like, I don't want to just bust this, a controller out in my room every weekend. You know what I'm saying? Like now that I have my CDJs, I'll fuck. I'll get drunk and be like, all right, I'm streaming. But like, I don't know. I, I didn't. When, whenever it was like really big and everyone was at home, I wanted to be really like methodical and not like, like I wanted them them to be like events. You know what I mean? I wanted, yeah. You know, I wanted to plan it out, get hype going. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why the Republic streams were so dope because like. They had more production in that venue for their streamings than they did for like their actual like shows and events. It was kind of nuts. Like I remember walking in there. I've been going there for four years, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, no. Chris was reading down the laundry list of shit in there, and I was like, "Bro, holy fuck!" Right. It was cool. It was cool as and, shit. And like all the LED boards and shit. I was like, the okay. moving cameras, the whole camera crew was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I remember whenever I did that 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 stream uh, for Republic uh, halfway. Th well, all you had was booth monitors, and like. Like Chris, Chris was like Ian, and I was like, "What?" He was like, "You're trending on Twitter." I was like, "Nice." Yeah, but you also wasn't there an athlete with name Mize? Fucking Casey Mize. Hey, bro. dude, but who gives a fuck? It worked because then everyone thinks you're trending, and then like also like people are tweeting about it because they think you're trending. So it's just like, well, I think, in a way, you probably were trending. A I don't. Bit. Well, I don't think he was doing anything at the time, and like, 
Because I looked into it, I was like, "What? Mize is trending." I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. But we, still, I mean, it's still hype, dude. Either way, I don't. I, I think at this point, like, unless I get verified, I don't think I'll be able to trend under Mize. I don't know whose dick I gotta suck to get verified, dude. Right? I know people with way less followers than me on everything, and, well, and are bro, verified. If you're a fucking news anchor for like a, a like a town of three hundred, you can get verified, dude. If you're fucking on the practice squad of the fucking Cincinnati Bengals, you're verified. Like, what the shit? You know what yeah. I mean? Your damn equipment manager. I, I don't. I don't know what the what what the what the what the little thing you got. I'm just check. saying, if if I have to blow someone to make it happen, I will. At this point, I mean, you know, at, at one of these days we're gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, for real. Cheers. Amen to that, yes, dude. Sir. Amen to that. <laughs> so, um, what what's your biggest goal of 2021? <sighs> Fuck. My biggest goal. <laughs> You got the goal board right there. No, I have goals, and I have to reevaluate them. A lot of stuff has changed for me recently, like in the last month. Um, I'm trying to... I have a lot of goals for late 2022 and 23. I have really big goals, but I think I'm just trying to make it through 2021 with my integrity. I'm really trying to just, like... I'm I'm about to be alone for the first time in my entire adult life. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I guess I just want to be able to make it through that and be really happy with myself. Okay. Yeah, none of that sounds a little sad, but um. No, I mean that's that that's a that's a good thing as a human to like kind of you know figure out navigate through. Yeah, I want to be able to be there for I want to be there more for people that I uh that actually means something to me. I guess that's a big goal for me. Like music wise, I think I'm literally doing everything I'd want to fucking do. Same. Really, like as far as music wise. And opportunity-wise, I really feel like that's fun. So, I mean, even like the goal board that's up there, whenever I was reevaluating my goals, the only goal I had music-wise was to finish the comedy record, and I did that. A lot of my goals were personal goals because I worked, I feel like I worked so fucking hard on my music, and I feel like I put so much, I grind so much. And so I felt like that's the goals I want with those that are going to happen. Yeah. But um, what about you? What's your goals for 2021? I mean, just based on, like, my calendar, like, a lot of my music goals are pretty much, like, set in as far as, like, playing. But, well, okay, I still have a mountain to climb. But, I mean, I don't know. My biggest goal right now is to move the fuck to Atlanta. It's a good one. I want to do... I want to do some more stand-up at festivals this year. I've just gotten back into stand-up these past couple of weeks. And I'm doing stand-up this weekend at, actually, a meet-and-greet, so... I've been fucking, honestly, dude, the stand-up's been fucking helping my music so much. And my happiness, dude. I've been waking up so motivated, happy, fucking hitting the gym, like hitting the studio. Just because of the stand-up, it's kind of crazy, but. Yeah, I, I, I like to study stand-up. I think stand-up is such like a like a beautiful thing. I know you and I were talking about it last time you were in New Orleans because you were, you know, we are talking about jokes and stuff. I was like, well, you're funny on Twitter. Why don't you just save a tweet and just try doing it live? Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, my thing is I just, I just fart out the thoughts. I feel you. And, like, I feel like I'm also a really terrible storyteller. Gotcha. And so, like, I don't know, like, it just would never translate. I, I But I appreciate, like, the, like, just the nature of how, like, stand-up comedians, like, their workflow and how they, like, can navigate things and, and, and like, Dude, and like the like the tightrope you walk between like just absolutely falling on your face and killing it is insane. Yeah, I like to find the line where, where things are okay and kind of push it over a little bit. Yeah. I have a little bit of a dark humor. I did I did fucking four sets this week, and I'm gonna do one more. Yeah, it's Sunday, it's so. dope that you're doing that. You're you're doing like that side of stand up, because like I feel like 
someone in like the community of like bass music would would go like the George Carlin like woke stand up kind of kind of mm. way. You know what I mean? But you're you're just like nah, dude. I'm 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 gonna be funny as fuck, bro. I'm just trying to. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to make people have a good time. But it also it helps me with my like my music too. Is there something that you do that helps your music? Like, is there anything that you go and do that's not related to bass music that actually helps you make bass music? Um, bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. Lil John has a fucking <laughs> Lil John. Bro, bro, Lil John's Twitch streams are fucking fire, dude. I will sit there and watch Lil John's. He, by the way, I'm just gonna plug this. He streams, I think, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. every Saturday, and uh, like he'll just sit there and throw like rap. Like he'll just he literally just DJs rap music like a strip club DJ. That's dope. And like, and like he'll like take requests and shit, and like just listening like to all the like shit he'll pull out and throw back with like just inspires me so much both for things to sample but also just like i don't know like like just like carrying like a flow and like like just the, having fun yeah dude like and just like how he freestyles like that's what's up but like something not related to music i guess i think just video games man yeah man i know a couple people who are like that man i i, I wasn't a big, big video gamer until covid and uh you know i play every now and then it's a good time yeah, I've been a big gamer since I was like a youngin. But um, what's your game? What you what you do? I mean, I put the most time in a classic WoW, but I'm but I've been playing that game forever. Um, I'm a big race car gamer. I love fucking racing games. I, like I have like the wheel set up, but I don't really use it anymore. Let me ask you this, man. All right, so if you had to chip, pick pick between the two, being the biggest race car driver in the world or being the biggest DJ in the world, honestly, which one would you be? Well. The biggest race car driver is going to pay a fuck ton more. Fuck. Listen, forget the money thing. <laughs> I know, I know. Forget, forget, I, think I know, the, I'm just forget saying. Forget the there, monetary. There, think there, about. There is an elephant in the room there. Think but, about what makes you happy as a man. Um, and, and it's just like dreams coming true. Which one would you do? But here's the thing. So, so this is where I was going. It's going to pay an, an assload. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. A race car driver, the biggest like Formula One drivers, the absolute insane amount of like intentional like exercise and shit you got to do day in and day out every single day versus music where like honestly like the first time i got paid for a set i was like are you fucking serious like this shit i would do i i, I, I well for all intents and purposes i'm not doing this for free anymore but that's I, also like, comedy though but it's like do. but it's like i like like this shit is so fucking fun and flows so freely and like i don't have to sit here and like fucking like try to exercise like it just comes you know what i'm saying so like i don't know i don't want to be the biggest dj because honestly like if i had like the financial means i would just throw festivals like bullshitting bro like no intentions of breaking even just like i would just pick all the random acts i want to put on put like dummy lasers dummy good sound systems just go absolutely buck wild and just throw parties man there's that, nothing dude. like throwing a party i mean racing cars is cool but here's the thing here's the thing you make enough money you can just buy cars that's cool and there's way more chicks at the dance shows than there are at car shows and guess what's guess what's not <laughs> guess what's not really competitive music it's really not, especially when you're doing your own thing. Yeah, there's a lot of you know what I mean. Like if you're yeah. doing the same shit that a, a thousand other people are doing, then yeah. But if you're doing, if you're being true to yourself and doing your own thing, yeah, who, then it's there's literally. I don't feel like I'm in competition with anybody. Yeah, man. I feel like I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of ego that gets involved. But like, dude, I, the, the weirdest thing to me is like DJs that have this like feast or famine mentality where it's like we're all competing for fans, and it's like, bro, I'm a fan of like 
a billion different artists. So like these people can be fans of two people. I'm a fan of you, so it's just like Bro, I, I rinse your shit all the time. Big fan over here, man. Oh man, dude. There there is nothing that goes harder than tantrum and fucking Nicki Minaj bitches ain't shit, but they Man, ain't I thought that was gonna be nothing. my biggest song whenever I dropped it at the time and it was <laughs> It's a fucking eater, It's man. weird how that shit works, man. It's weird a how it song works. that you really believe in and think is like the shit, it'll flop, and then like a fucking B side will fucking pop. Yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give a fuck about Wookworm when I put it out and, and did his thing. That shit is a slapper, though. Dude, but I like what you said, dude. About you're like, I would do this shit for free. I mean, obviously, I get paid for it now, but it's just like, dude. I remember I, I got paid to do a comedy set at a festival. I'm not gonna say which one, but it was just like, oh, they're paying me for that. Yeah. Okay. No, no, that ass. I was I'm, just, I was just wanting to do it, dude. But yeah, cool. I remember my first set I ever got paid for. I actually still have the like. They were like, "Do you want to ride? Do you like what's on your rider?" And I was like, the "Fuck is that?" <laughs> I say, "Pete, you." <laughs> I, I literally told them, "I was like, I want a fucking handle of Jose Cuervo." I still have that bitch sitting on my fucking. Hell yeah, bed. it's a trophy for you, dude. Yes, sir. But but it but it was like such like a, a surreal moment. Of, I was like, dude, like in my head, I was like, I would do this for free. I fucking love this shit. Yeah. But the fact that you want to bet, like, that covers my gas to get there and back. Right, dude. Yeah, I remember my first time getting flown out for stuff. It was my first manager, and he was like, what do you want on your rider? I said, PBR. And he said, LOL, no, for real. And I was like, I'm I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> like, this has turned into a whole branding thing, but it, it wasn't intended to be. I legit am just a fan of the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I had to redo my rider recently, and, like... I didn't realize like how much of a rider is like hospitality for your friends versus just you. Because me, I'm just like, bro, I need like six claws and like a fucking couple bottle of water and yeah, good. Yeah. But like I have a I have a fifteen dollar rider, but like I gotta make sure all my friends are good. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> all right, I'll throw a bottle of Patron on there, let's go. Yeah, I feel that man. It's like, you know what I'm saying? You never know what city you're gonna have a hom- bunch of homies bull out on the guest list, so Yeah. Never know, maybe. But look, we we're well over an hour, and I have a lot of f- fuck. We're an hour twenty, and I, we have a lot of fan questions I wanted to get to. Okay. But I got a piece. I'm gonna stop Same. this. Yeah, let's, cool. Yeah, let's... yeah. And I hope we get to do it again. Oh, dude. But yeah, these are all fan questions right here. Let's just get into them. Okay. Hey man, it's Richard. I haven't heard from you in a minute. This is one of my favorite. But uh, I just I wanted to get throw a question by you because I've been it kind of piqued my interest. Uh. I was look. I was petting my dog one day. Her name's Coco, and uh, I was thinking, like, if, if she if she saw a police dog, do you think she'd be like, "Oh shit, it's the cops," and like take off running the other way, or is it just like a normal dog to other dogs? But I feel like I feel like they definitely see a cop. You know, we they got to. But I hope I see you soon. You know, shows coming back. I love you, buddy. Love you too, Richard. Yeah, he he calls all the time on the show. He's my favorite. He's one of my favorites, man. What a sweetheart. What do you think, dude? I mean, if they got the 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 doggy body armor, you know what I'm talking about. They got that doggy body armor, you know. But I mean, does that mean all German shepherds are cops? Well, also think about this, dude. What is the cop? What is the what is the dog that's not the cop? Is it a golden retriever or is it a black lab? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like Yorkie. Oh, it's a Yorkie, dude. Honestly. 
my sister has a Yorkie, and that little fucker's racist as shit, dude. I've 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 seen that on Twitter that Yorkies are racist. Yeah, dude. No, so like, uh, whenever I lived with my mom and my sister, um, I had two black girlfriends. They'd come to the house all the time, and hang out, and they'd always talk about my fucking sister's racist ass dog because they just bark at her the whole time, dude. Yeah, I mean they're from fucking Yorkshire, England, bro, and those are the OG colonizers. <laughs> Yeah, I man, I guess it depends on the dog, dude. If it's like a golden retriever, they might be a little chill, but if it's like a Yorkie, you know, like Black Lab. Hey, bro, I know Frodo off them Wizard of Oz wouldn't be about that shit. No, probably not, dude. So, yeah, probably, probably dogs say fuck that shit. They're probably saying fuck the police, too, mm -hmm, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. And shout out Richard for calling, man. I love shout it when he calls. Richard, He's man. the best. Yo, so one time I was uh, over in Providence listening to my boy Sam from Essex, right? And uh, I was on some drugs, I'm not going to lie. I had a full, like, bead, floor beads in my mouth, just sucking on them, rolling them through my teeth, you know, going through the works. Mm -hmm. And then uh, out of nowhere, I had this young little, uh, young little lady come up to me. She looks me in the eyes and goes, hey, I know you. Wait, are, how young are we talking here, dude? Because he can't be calling on this podcast about some damn felonies. Uh, but uh, we'll keep it going. And I'm like, how the fuck does this bitch know me? You know. And also, so, we don't call we don't call women bitches on the show. The only thing we call only B word we call women is beautiful because bitches love that shit. All right, yes, continue. Sir. I was uh, just sitting there minding my own business, and she goes, "Hey, what's that in your mouth?" And the girl literally sticks her finger with an inch of nail at the end, puts it in, scoops the pleur out of my mouth. And then puts it on her wrist and then walks away. I was dumbfounded. All my friends stared and laughed at me as my jaw hit the floor because I didn't know how to react. Do you guys have any crazy fucking stories about raves or any sort of just crazy people that you've run into that just blow your mind out of the water and hit you with something that you were just never expecting? Because, mm. woo, mm. I was not expecting That's that. Exciting, Hell yeah, well... You guys have a fucking great night. Drinks on me. Peace. They're actually on me. I'm the one who brought the drinks. And he didn't say his name, but I appreciate you for calling, man. I really do. Man. Fuck. Have you had any experience where you're just like, what the fuck? What just happened? I, mean, I love how he told us his. You know what I mean? That was fun. Yeah. And his was a little confusing. It was a little confusing. I saw the look on your face, too. But, yeah. I feel like some of my biggest experiences I've had at raves, I've, well, I hate calling them raves because they're fucking public events, but being just, I, I was blacked out at the time because of certain things. But um, one time I was walking through uh, Huluween and uh, I was with uh, Matheny, I don't, you, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, he makes some dope ass we, uh We saw Eric Andre and we were like, what the fuck, that's Eric Andre. And he looks at us and he says, shh. Mm. And walks away. I shoved Eric Andre's host fist in my mouth on stage at Republic one time. That was a good time. Oh, okay. That, yeah. That's an honor. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, that was a good time. I remember at, at Bonnery one time we saw Chris Bosch and we were like, that's Chris Bosch. And he was like, that's me. And I was like, all right. So that's like the biggest what the fuck you think? Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's probably been some like big, like, well, I mean, um,. I had one one time I was camping at Sewanee for a Tipper and Friends event, and uh, uh, that's the best place to go to. Oh I love Sewanee. Fucking God, Sewanee's the the goat. But yeah. uh, our neighbors were like the most off the grid wooks you've ever seen in your life, and uh, like they had like everything you could ever like wonder about in their in their little trailer. <laughs> these 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 boys got kicked off the damn the damn property for selling fucking fake posters. Bastards, like, dude. I'm trying to think of my biggest what the fuck. Oh, dude, I had a lady one time pull out a butt plug, and um, 
I thought it was for her, but it was actually for me. Okay. You 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 insert that bad boy. Well, listen, dude. You know, God has a plan for everybody, and uh-huh. that was just His plan for me that evening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so that one was kind of like, what? How did I get here? But I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm queer. Get used to it. So I just went with it. Um. Sometimes you just got to reload the. Pistol. Hey, man, listen, I'm not scared. You know what I mean. If, if if my night consists of getting a butt plug shoved up me, fucking let's party, baby. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no place like home. Yeah, dude. Praise the Lord, dude. Praise Dale. That was a fun one. Yes, sir. But hopefully that one doesn't get me in trouble. Hey there. This is Anthony from Knoxville, Tennessee. Just calling up, uh, to ask Amaze okay. a question. Uh, what is your favorite city that you've played in and why? That's it. Uh, thank you guys uh, for... Uh, doing all this stuff. Oh, dude, Anthony, I appreciate you calling, and I appreciate Mines for coming on the show today, dude. So, yeah, what's your favorite city to play in and why? Well, I like I said earlier, New Orleans is my favorite, but let's do top three. Why not? Okay. New Orleans, number one for sure, just yep. because this place, It's I got blood here. It's just, I don't know. Two, Nashville. Something about the Nashville scene, bro. Jesus fucking Christ, bro. They show out. Everyone, I don't know, dude. The Southeast is just where it's at. And then three... You gotta give a shout out to Denver, bro. But Denver, Denver, Denver is one of those cities where it's kind of like, it's like, like when you read the crowd in Denver, like you gotta like if you play like loud, kind of not not mainstream, but like more well known. The more well known the track, the less it's gonna be received. Yeah, because you're dealing with a bunch of wooks. You're dealing with some. There's some elitist motherfuckers in the Denver crowd, and granted, whatever. I'm an elitist snob too, to an extent. But bro, you better be bringing like straight fucking dub plates to Denver, bro. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I've had like you know I've heard a lot of people saying there's some of their favorite places to play is Denver, and I've had a lot of fun in Denver, but I haven't had like the experience where I was like holy fucking shit. Actually, I take that back. The Fox Theater at uh the Double Vision tour that one was kind of like a holy fucking shit show. Yeah. My top three, probably New Orleans number one. I'm going to go with Atlanta as number two. Never played there. Oh, fuck. They get ratchet, bro. I take that back. I opened for Liquid Stranger there, but I haven't. Oh, that haven't, sounds haven't. gnarly. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, dude. I like it when they're ratchet. I like it. With, dude, for real, the more ratchet, the more white trash, the more just raunchy, I'm into it, dude. New Orleans and Atlanta fucking, they have a, they, you know, they have a degree in that. I don't have any type of degree. I actually have a liberal arts degree, so I guess that makes me a liberal. Um, So... I have an associate. Who, who would I have? Yeah, I mean, it's associate's liberal arts degree, so I guess, you know. <laughs> um, who would be number three for me, man? Who has had always been a lot of fucking fun? Boston. Char- Boston. What, what What about Charlotte? Charlotte, I love the city of Charlotte just to be there. Like, I like. there's only been a couple places where I've been where I can see myself living there. Charlotte's one of them. Charlotte's one of them. Salt Lake City's one of them. I can just see myself living in those places. So I love those places. But as far as show goes, I'm going to go New Orleans, Atlanta, Boston. Okay. Yeah. What, what about Boston? The first place I had a mimosa was in Boston. The first show I ever sold out was in Boston. That's beautiful. Yeah, so I fuck with Boston heavily. Hell yeah. Um, I like the question, though. It's a yeah, no, good question. Appreciate you, Anthony. Yo, Mize, it's your boy Pato's Dub. Top five favorite artists growing up. Let me hear them. Ooh, 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 that's big. Okay, growing up, I don't know what like time frame you want to do for growing up because I'm still growing up. But uh, do you feel like an adult yet? Fuck no, no, no. I just started feeling like an adult. I think a, 
less than a year ago. I mean, doing my taxes this past year, I definitely felt very adult. And like going to the airport, I feel adult, but no. But all right. Growing up, Outcast for sure. Okay. Um, Green Day. Okay. Um, ATB. Okay. Above and Beyond. Okay. I'm just I'm stretching all over the the like I'm stretching like first grade to like eighth grade right now, um, and then Ti. All right, bro. So I'm gonna give y'all a list. It's not gonna be in order. And honestly, two of those people on that list aren't here anymore. Mm. And those two people were R. Kelly and Bass Nectar. R.I.P. I was a big yeah R.I.P. I was a big fan of R. Kelly. I can't tell you how many sexual memories I have <laughs> uh, that are ruined. You know what I mean? Yeah. I used to have a sex playlist with, that was nothing but R. Kelly and Rihanna. I had a sex playlist one time, and it was and one of the songs was um, I'm a ride, I'm a ride, no. slow mo, oh, no. baby. <laughs> What one of the, one of the songs was the whisper song and the girl was oh so, that's not a sex dude, she was she was so disrespected bro I was like I, I would imagine so dude I felt like a dumbass bro yeah bro that I was just start giggling dude you just yeah now now it's pyramids by Franco but honestly it's still hilarious whenever Rihanna comes on the fucking screen sex is me so amazing mm. yeah dude I mean when you think about traps in the closet now you think he wasn't really hiding from the husband he was behind hiding from that girl's daddy. Um, mm. but my top five growing up and, you know, I already said two of them. Um, so I'm going to go with Blink-182. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a big, fuck, that's three so far. Um, I didn't get into Bass Nectar until I was like fucking 15. Fuck, I guess you're right. So R. Kelly and Blink-182, I'll take Bass Nectar out. Um, I really, really fucked with, um... Fuck my ass. I really loved System of a Down growing up. I oh, really loved fuck. I really loved corn. I was really big into rock. Um so corn, system of a down, blink one eighty two, R. Kelly. Um, who else? Uh, my chemical romance. Dude. No no specific order. That's my five. I know pretty much every single word to every single one of their songs. Fire. Yeah. Fire. I had dude, I remember growing up I had two clean cds that i was given for my birthday one was eminem curtain call the other one was system of a down uh hypnotize mm -hmm. bro listening to them shits clean is <laughs> it's like what the fuck i was fucked up dude i remember i got in tr i actually got into a uh, verbal argument with a kid's mom one time because we were uh we had this little fucking white trash uh quarter pipe in my buddy's backyard and we had a little radio and we we're listening to corns um Twisted Transistor album, mm. and it was the explicit. Banger. And the mom comes around. Mitch, is this is this the clean version? I said, yeah. And then it obviously wasn't. And then she told me to turn it off. And I think I told her to go fuck herself or something Ooh. like that. I wrong this terms. So I might not have said those exact words, but it turned into a verbal argument. And then it turned into her chasing me with the radio in my hand because I wasn't turning it off. Mm. Yeah, that's that. big. Fuck you, Miss Tammy. Speaking of corn, the, the the biggest thing they ever did to me was when they collabed with Dim Franchise Boys. Corn? Yeah. What about the corn and uh, Skrillex? I never heard that one. Dude, Skrillex just put out a record and people are mad about it. And I'm like, you realize it was fun. You realize he used to be with first from first to last. He, yeah. He comes from that scene. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It's fucking fire. That was a good time. That was a fun five. Hell yeah. What's up? It's Catalyst from Nebraska. I just want to know, are you a peanut butter on the left side of, of the sandwich or the right side of the sandwich type of person? Mm. Dude, this dude's kind of a coward. Yo, shout out Cornhuskers. I put it on, I literally had a peanut butter and jelly today. Okay. Peanut butter on both sides, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? 
Mm. Peanut I, butter on both sides, dog. I just I just put peanut butter on one slice of bread, jelly on the other. All right, which side do you put it on then? What do you mean? Which side do you put the peanut butter on? That's what that was his question. I mean, I guess I go right to left. But I okay. don't put it on one specific side. I mean, I just lather the whole. You go right to left. Remember the whole thing with the ear, with your earrings when you were a kid. They say left is right, right is wrong. And if you had your right ears pierced, that you were homosexual. You remember that? No. No. Okay. That was just something that I got told uh, by my daddy. Said I might explain that, but uh, that was just kind of a thing <laughs> <laughs> that might explain that. No, I mean I've heard of that. They say when piercing your ears, left is right, right is wrong. Uh, and if you had your right ears pierced. And not the left, you were considered gay. I feel like there's people listening who know that, who've heard that. So I guess when it comes to peanut butter jelly sandwiches, you're kind of gay. Fuck it. Fuck it, dude. Let's go. Let's go, bro. To, next month is Pride Month. Yeah, fucking fucking butter me up and shove me between your buns, dude. I ain't scared, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Let's go. Thank you for the question, though. Yeah, it's a fun one. I'm not a big PB and gay. What you <laughs> said, PB and gay, dude? Get out of here. <laughs> not a big, no, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from the peanut capital of the world. I'm not a big PB and J guy. What's the peanut capital of the world? Alabama. Dothan, Alabama. No we shit. Have, you got hella nuts down there. We have the peanut festival. Bro, I fucking love peanuts, dude. I really do love peanuts. When you go to Logan's Roadhouse, do you eat the peanuts? Oh, did I fucking smash the peanuts? Mm. I uh, love peanuts, man. For real, love peanuts. Good shit. All right. What about you, Crystal? We got we got Miss Crystal in this room. Hey, Miss Crystal, what you, you like the peanuts? Yeah, but I only eat them at the peanut festival. All right. So, what about you on your peanut butter and jelly? You going uh, peanut butter on both? What, what do you put your peanut butter? I don't eat peanut butter and jelly. All right. So, Crystal obviously <laughs> um, hates America. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, and what? Alabama. You know, supposedly. You, supposedly. You know what's sad is whenever I talk to people from the north and they've never had boiled peanuts. I'm like you, you, you've been robbed, dude. Fuck what? I, it makes me. It honestly makes me upset when people ain't had crawdaddies. Mm. Had my first one in Asheville last month. What? Yeah. You're from New York, okay? So, what? Uh, you've lived in Alabama your whole fucking life, dude. You've never had. And you got them in Asheville? You're in Louisiana. Go get them tomorrow. Uh, what time are you leaving tomorrow? Chris. Chris, Chris no, no, no. What Chris, time are you leaving tomorrow? Uh, Chris and I have already arranged a crawdaddy date. Thank God, dude. Oh, my Lord, dude. Yeah. You've lived here your entire... Dude, your life is about to be changed, man. I'm ready. For real, you might fucking... After this, you might get a sex change or something. Who knows? Like, something's going to happen. You know what I mean? You're going to have a big change. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. What's the, what's the female version name of Ian? Josh, no. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't I don't think, think there so, is one. So, Mitch, there's Michelle. Okay. All right, Crystal. The man version of that would be Chris. Chris. Yep. Ian. <laughs> Jan. I and I. Yvette. Yeah, I feel like you would have like Ian. Sounds like you know if you're trying to make it into a girl name, it'd sound a little bit like you know one that's hard to spell, like. Ianati or something like that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I had a substitute teacher call me Jan one time. I was like, Jan. I will fight you. I had a couple teachers call me bitch saying they were trying to say Mitch, but I doubt it, dude. I think they were just really after me. It'd be like that. Yeah, fuck them. Let's keep it going. What's up? It's Catalyst. Uh, that was the same one. My bad. Let's keep it going. Hey, what's up, guys? My name's James. I'm uh, calling from North Carolina. Dude, James. 
Thank you for calling from North Carolina. Hell yeah. Yeah, we, we've talked about that whole state a couple times this time on this podcast. Good place. Yeah, good place. Appreciate you for calling, James. Uh, asking this question because I personally you know, think that there are a lot of parallels between the bass music scene and the jam band scene, you know, with the atmosphere, the set as an art form, the spontaneity of all the music, the looks, and, <laughs> you know, what have you. And you guys are from Alabama and Mississippi, and I think that, you know, jam bands are kind of a prominent thing in the sort of southern party culture, particularly like widespread panic down in Alabama and Mississippi. I like to so call them, I like to call them widespread butt cheeks. That's, I saw that at yeah. a, I saw that at a festival. They had a totem and it said widespread panic and it was crossed out and it said butt cheeks. Ever since then, they've been widespread butt cheeks to me. But um, I do like them. Let's keep it going. Just curious what you guys' thoughts are on the scene, like what your exposure is to it. You know, even if you really just hate that shit. So, uh, yeah, thanks, and appreciate you guys for doing your thing, and look forward James, you're the man, man. I appreciate you calling in about that. That's a really good question. Ian, you want to take it? Um, so, my, my, my relationship with jam bands, um, you know, so the first time I ever did LSD, I was coming up during a Papa Dozio set, and I, was, and I was like, this is some fucking fire, bro. Um, I'm really all over the place with jam. My favorite one. You're popping a dose to Papa Docio. Oh, dude! Wow, I, I was, full circle, dude. Th- dude, triangles. But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't call myself like a jam head. Like I really like Yodo a lot, but they're not really jam like in the purest sense. I fucking love Yodo, um, but um, yeah, like I'm opening for Tribe. Uh, at Red Rocks this year, and I'm just like, wait, what? Oh yeah, you're opening for. I know you're playing Red Rocks. I didn't know it's for fucking Sound Tribe. Yeah, it's but yeah, that's kind of weird. It's, but yeah, me, sh- me, Spongle, and Tribe. What? Yeah, we weird. Go company. agent, whatever agent you have. Good job on the agent, but that's kind of weird at the same time. Dude, Logan is the man. But anyways, Logan. Um, yeah, I mean, and then like string cheese, like there, there, there's oh, been yeah. some string cheese sets where I'm like. Okay, this is a guitar solo for forty minutes, but then some of them I'm like, this is fucking tight. So it's like I don't know, like jam jam is pretty hit or miss for me. But overall, like I don't know, my, my dad has played in bands for my whole life, and like ever since he was my age, he was playing in bands. So like, you know, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I and I and I've grew up on classic rock. So like, they're when they're always throwing covers and shit, I'm like, bet. Hmm. It's always shit I can relate to, man. Yeah. I fuck with jam bands heavily, man. So jam bands are actually what got me. I played in a couple jam bands growing up. Um, Actually, my last band I was in before I stopped playing in bands, we were a jam band called the Jabronis. And I feel like if we would have been really serious about it, we could have did something with it. That's a fire name. It was a super... It was a, The music was a fucking incredible. But, um, man, actually... What got me into electronic music was jam bands too. So it was just really? like I went to go see I went to Buku mm-hmm. in twenty fourteen. Um, because I felt I was just a metalhead and I wanted to, you know, get introduced to something new. My brother told me I should go check out this band STS nine. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I went to go check them out, they're awesome, but at the same time I I saw Oral Ground back to Bauer. And so that was got Ooh. that yeah that introduced me to in fucking, 2014. Mm-hmm. And so that's that I got introduced to SDS non and that at the same time. But I'm a huge fucking I'm a huge jam band fan, dude. I um I don't know if you you ever listen to Talk. Yeah, no, yeah. They're probably my favorite. Um, Halloween. I've seen String Cheese probably like 15 times. Um, I remember Halloween. I think they had like three sets a day or something like that. Yeah, I went. Dude, Halloween is my favorite festival I've ever been to. String cheese just be taking over festivals. Dude, straight. I mean, my 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 number one um fucking 
bucket list festival to play is Huluween. So anybody who's listening, <laughs> if you're a promoter from Huluween, please book me. I love that festival so much. But I just remember every single day at that festival, string cheese was my favorite. And I would see, I saw some of the most amazing acts, but it was just like every single day, string cheese stole a show for me. I love the 40-minute guitar solos. Their drummer's old as fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? And he keeps on doing, he, he, he watched the string cheese fucking drummer's face. It's the same face the entire set, and I love it. You know, being a drummer and everything, it's just like, he is so fucking good. That's why I love Talk so much. They have the best, Talk has the best drummer of any jam band out there. Yeah. Um, so I'm a huge fan of jam bands, man. I'm a huge fan of just music period, but jam bands, um, I feel like cause I was a musician, I always, you know, no matter what I'm really into that day, I can always appreciate a good jam band and just dance my fucking dick off. Yeah. And also I like going to jam band shows cause no one knows who the fuck I am. So I can just be in the crowd and it's fine. Yeah. Jam crowds are fucking cool too, man. Super cool. Super fucking dope. Super cool. Dude, I, I love when String Cheese does like cover sets at Halloween, bro. They kill it. Yeah. Kill yeah, it. Yeah, they're Halloween. Yeah, they, they did, uh, fuck, I can't even remember who they did, dude, but I just remember. Because I was actually tripping uh, during their actual Halloween set at Halloween, dude. Actually, I was wearing a morph suit, you know, that's like super tight morph suits. It's like a green man, except I was the like a rainbow man, and I started freaking out, and I just ripped it off mid-set, and I'm just in my underwear in the crowd. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's Wait, so, so if you played Halloween, which stage would you want to play? Amphitheater, Patch, Main Stage? I want to play the Amphitheater. I remember seeing Odessa there. I didn't know who they were. And I saw them and I was just like, wow. Mm. Wow. That's so a, good. That's a good spot. Yeah, I want to play the Amphitheater. Tip I haven't played a whole lot of Amphitheaters, but. Yeah. Tip, Tipper on that stage is another level. I saw Tipper at the actually. He played. No, it wasn't him. It was Spongle? Main, mm -hmm. main Stage. It was Tipper or Spongle, one of those weird ass guys. Um. But yeah, so you fucks with the jam bands, huh? Yeah, I, I like like I said, I grew up with that stuff, and I and I, I play guitar and drums, so mm -hmm. like you know, I have an appreciation for it. But I gotta do it like I, I treat it like Metallica, where I gotta do it in like bursts. Can't do can't do too much. I feel you. So you know that side room? I didn't even know if you saw that side room right next to my living room. That's about to become my drum room. It's gonna, okay. it's gonna be fucking awesome, dude. I'm gonna be Fire. fucking jamming all the time. Hell yeah! Thank you for the question, though. Yeah, it's a great question, man. Yeah, what up, Mitch? This is Garrett from South Boyd, Illinois. Yo, um, Garrett, I appreciate you calling, man. Mr. Garrett from Illinois. Hell yeah. My question is, and I can't believe nobody's asked this yet, how many beers do you think you drank at once, man? Uh, I think I got in close to 30, but I don't really remember. 30. But, uh, yeah, just let me know. Take it easy. Woo! 30 is a, that's a hefty. Yeah, that's big. Um, what about you? What about Ian? What you think? Oh, man, I'm built like this pole right here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so like uh i mean i think once i approach 12 i'm like fading out of consciousness and and going into dry heave mode i think i think i think 12 was my most i cannot drink bud light anymore because of that i know what my limit is dude i'm built like a fucking abandoned keg um <laughs> and i had 20 22 one night jesus christ yeah it all. It also depends like we're talking are we talking like tall boys are we no if we're talking on little... tall daddies i got 12 okay but I'm talking about normal beers. I got 22. But I've, 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 I have killed 12 tall daddies in a night. And that's not a... Uh, it's a fun time, actually. Well, you know me. I'm a White Claw boy, so... And with White Claws, once I hit 8, that's when that's when I start, like, acting real belligerent. Yeah, man. I just can't get into the claws, bro. Well, they're not for everyone. Yeah. And you know what? 
that's okay, man. I think people, you know, that's what's great about people. people <laughs> they don't have to get along. People don't have to have the same opinions. They don't have to be drinking the same things. And listen, one beer might make one person drunk. And homeboy, what he says, his name is James, mm-hmm. drank 30 beers. Fucking, this guy's Shouts built, out, bro. This dude's built like a fucking burnt down dispensary, not a dispensary, a brewery. Jesus Christ. My man's built like a cyber truck. Jesus. This dude was built with, uh, with, with daddy issues, too. Holy Ooh. hell. I'm joking. He's got a high interest dude, rate. Dude, I, I want that fucking Cybertruck, dude. Dude, the 0 to 60 on those is ridiculous. Same with the Hummer EV. Well, they can outwork a fucking Ford F-150 and a um, Silverado. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, truckheads don't want to don't want to think about it, but they're they're those new EV trucks are ridiculous. Dude, have you seen the new Hummers? Yeah, they're coming out in twenty twenty three. The new Hummer will dust like any car. The new Hummer, literally, when I watched the commercial, I was like, I thought I was watching like a Justice League trailer. Yeah, I was like, this is honestly the dopest commercial I've ever seen in my life. Yep, it made no sense. Yeah, they they have, they have pretty penny though. A pretty penny? Yeah, that means- they're one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, well, it's, but you also have to think. Like Tahoes and Yukons and shit, they're they're creeping up to six figures. Yeah, but think about this, dude. The fucking cyber truck is forty to fifty thousand, depending on what you want to get done to it. Yeah, which is like hella affordable. Yeah, I just got that twenty twenty Malibu. I got that car out there literally um, last Thursday. Yeah, I saw I saw where you had gotten a little. Car yeah, I was gonna get a truck, but um, you know, sometimes you want a truck and you don't get a truck, bro. Yeah, that's just that's just life, dude. Lessons learned. And you just got to, you know, keep on moving. Yes, sir. Let's keep it going. Hello, boy. Uh, this is the last question, too, and this is uh, honestly my favorite person who calls the show. Hello, boys. This is Dustin calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a.k.a. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Um, just want to say hello. Hope everybody's enjoying uh, the start of spring and festival season. And had a couple quick questions for you guys. Um, now for Mr. Mize, or I am, um, Probably the number one question I gotta know is. Hold up. So he said Ian. So someone had. So I got a lot of fucking calls. Mm-hmm. You know, I only picked a couple, but someone called you Miz. Dude, that one grinds my gears. You know what grinds my gears? TV boo. So. Oh you know, you. no. Yeah. Yeah. Crystal's over there, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Get out of here. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Crystal thought that was a good one. Yeah, but man, I actually had a guy at WW said, are you TV boo? And I was like, nah, that ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, bro. It has. It, it happens. It doesn't happen nearly as often as it used to. You know, pretty much anybody in electronic gets that's taboo except for people who ain't in electronic music. But how often do you get Miz? I mean, e- or Ian. Uh, I mean, I, I begin. I get iron from like people at Starbucks, but like, um, or I don't know. But Miz, I get Miz sometimes, and I'm just like, well, I mean, like, it's an I. It's not M E Z E. I don't know. Yeah, dude, if my dad said your name, he'd say I. <laughs> ah, that accent. He, he wouldn't. Even, he, he, there would be nothing pronounced but the I. Ah, I'd take that. My middle name's Cole. My initials are Ice. I oh, dude, that's cool, dude. It's not cool right now with the current political situation. You don't want to be named after those people. <sighs> or maybe you do to set the example. That's true. Yeah, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, fuck Ice though. Listen, dude. Some of them are bad, but a lot of them are just trying to do their jobs and make it home to their families in the, in the night. So they're not all bad people. That's like, what I'm saying. I like, I'm sure there are some bad people in Ice, but I'm just saying at the most part. 
I, I like to think that majority of people in this world are really nice people who are just doing what they have to do to get home. Yeah. So I like to think that, yes, there are some bad people for the most part. People are just trying to be good and also yeah. trying to make the change that they can do. So not fuck ice, fuck the assholes and some of the assholes that are there in ice. So I know that got deep, but let's continue with uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Probably the number one question I got to know is, What's your favorite kind of cheese? All right. And then one question I wanted to um, to ask both of you guys, and you can talk about it for a second here, is what is one of the biggest regrets you actually had early on in your electronic artist career, whether that's uh, uh, not bringing sunblock to a big festival or something, you know, more major, as like how, when, like when you were getting started. But what's something that you could kind of wish you could go back and tweak a little bit um, if you could do it over, what's one little thing you would do differently when you were getting started out? But either way, love you guys. Hope you're having a great time. And uh, by the time this airs, we'll be having our festival up here in Wisconsin. So hopefully you guys are having as much fun as we are. Uh, Dustin from Wisconsin, Jesus Christ, out. Dustin, man, you're always my favorite. I appreciate you calling. I hope the festival in Wisconsin goes according to plan. I hope it is a killer for you, man. Two questions loaded right there. One, what is your favorite cheese? And two, what is a regret you have as an artist, as a younger artist? Ooh, oh, God. I got, so I got, start, I, start with the cheese. Okay. With the cheese? <laughs> it's pretty easy, right? On a sub, provolone. On a burger, American. I know that's corny, and I know... It everyone... ain't American. I mean, it ain't corny. I was going to go American all day. Yeah. And the fact that you would even ask me is a little offensive. But biggest It's like, what, what? what is your airline of choice? I say, uh, do you even have to ask? American, baby. I'm like, what's good? Delta. Okay, continue. Um, but biggest regret, <sighs> I was doing a show in Chicago with Sub Doctor. I was, uh, it was me, Sub Doctor, Rekno, Juju Beats. Sounds like that's a fire lineup. And oh my god, okay, motherfucker, I hate, I hate talking about this man. That hurts. <laughs> Motherfucking Cole Bennett came to the show. I don't even know who that is. He was having a lyrical lemonade event next door. Cole Bennett does music videos for all the big rappers, like Lil Mo, like all the like. You look up any rapper that's big right now. He does the music video. He does big giant events. Did he do? Did he do the one where uh, Lil Nas X is giving a lap dance to Satan? Probably. Cool. Cole Cole Bennett is like the man. Anyways. Cool. Dude came to my show. I have a video. I have a video of him playing, like, like dancing to me playing Fabrication. Oh yeah. What about Toxic? I'm like, sorry. Continue. Uh, well, anyways, <laughs> look. What, what happened was after my set, I got too. There was a, like a massage parlor in the back. I got too fucked up, and I like was I I was getting a massage, and I, I won't speak on what got me fucked up, but I couldn't go talk to Cole Bennett, and Cole Bennett left. Mm. And like I had the chance to approach Cole Bennett and it's like in, in at like my own event gig and like do like say whatever like I had access to that area and I could have like said anything I wanted to and I was too fucked up and I didn't Damn. go talk to him. And so now when I do shows, I'll be playing that shit. You wow. never know who's gonna walk in. Wow, man. That's actually a really good one. Mine's about to sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean as far as massages go, dude, I did have this lady one time. She said, you come back to my place. Uh, I'll give you a massage, and we can do some ketamine. Mm. And that sounds too – and they say things that are too good to be true. They usually are too good to be true. So I just fucking got the first Uber to my hotel and went to sleep crying. 
Um, but what is? Fuck. I think the, my biggest regret, and this is dumb, is not putting enough uh, beer on my rider in the beginning because I would have people come in the back and drink my beer, and I'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. You got you to gotta get, you gotta get a 30 rack. Yeah, what else, man? Because I feel yours is so good, and mine is so dumb. Because I, I really don't regret... I really don't regret much. Actually, I know what it is, man. I did a podcast with Sullivan King at Forbidden Kingdom, and I had been awake for four straight days. And then that day at Forbidden Kingdom, I did a, I did a DJ set and a stand-up set, and I was fucking dead. And I tried doing a podcast with Sullivan King after. And I was literally got done doing stand-up, so I was like in the mindset of not giving a fuck, and the mindset of just making a lot of jokes and just being goofy and dumb and just not caring about anything. And I don't, I don't think I said anything offensive, but I definitely said some stuff that like, you know, he wasn't comfortable with putting out uh, associated with the Sullivan King brand. And so I regretted that the way, and I, and I blame it on honestly just me being tired and just not giving a fuck. Literally, I had slept like four hours in four days. Been there, and I kind of I kind of regret, and I learned a lot from it. And I haven't done that. I'm trying to make sure everybody on the show is really comfortable talking about anything. And that I guess that day I really didn't give a shit. So I really regret how I handled that podcast. Because I feel like if I would have just cared a little bit more or was just slightly more professional, then we would have been able to put that episode out. Because his team literally hit me up the next day and said, we're not putting the episode out. Mm. And I ran it through my head a thousand times why they won't put it out. And I think it was because of me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing like on the like the preview for your podcast, like the uh, like the like the little, you know what I'm saying? I would see like the B-roll of him talking and I was like. I never saw that episode. Yeah, dude, but he fucking... This shit was weird, man. He fucking brought Wooly into the room, and I was like, I didn't want Wooly on to the show that day. I just wanted to talk to to Keaton, and Wooly was in there, and I was like, do you want a microphone? And he was like, no. And so, like, it turned into this weird thing where he'd be talking and didn't have a microphone. I was like, why are you in here? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not against Wooly. I think Wooly's done a lot of really great shit. I'm really happy for all of his success, and I hope nothing but the best for him. But just take the goddamn microphone next time, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was so weird, man. Yeah. And it was so loud. We're in this trailer. I literally had rented this trailer just for us to do this podcast for an hour. And I guess I, re I, I regret how I handled that situation. I wish I would have handled it a little bit better. But I did hit him up not too long ago because he just released an album like a month ago maybe. And I told him, hey, man, last time, my bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, my bad. But I've the show's changed a lot. I've gotten a lot better doing podcasting. You know, I don't write questions anymore. I just fucking chat. I had zero questions for you today. It just walked in here, bro. Dude, we've been going. This is, might be the longest episode we've done. And I've had a lot of fun doing it. My good pal. Good question, by the way. Holy fuck. I know I've kept you here way longer than you intended. I gotta go to sound check. I told you an hour, and I lied. That's okay. I, I would rather be here than anywhere else. I will lie to get what I want. I'm sorry. That's a quality I'm trying to work on. That's more human than anyone can imagine. Okay, word. So, uh, appreciate you coming on the show today. I love you, buddy. Um, and I wish I could make it to the show tonight, but I have a super early flight. I love you, too. And I understand, because my main goal this year... Is to learn when the fuck to stop partying. So to be more responsible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what's next for Mr. Mize, man? What you got coming up? What you want the people to know? Um, 
I have a single coming out on Wakan next Friday, but this will probably come out Thursday. So the day before. Oh, well, tomorrow. Um, it's really dope. It's one of my favorite songs I've ever made. Um, yeah, uh, I think my next live show is Red Rocks. So it's in July, but that's killer though. We're gonna be bulling though. Hell yeah, dude. So anyway, I appreciate everybody listening to this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. We love you. I love you, man. Thank you for coming here. I love you too, Crystal. It was really nice meeting you. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm really glad y'all came over today. Um, oh, this yeah. was a lot of fun. I feel like I needed this. Um, and bye. Bye. <laughs>